This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nyx.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Schmodown Backstage. It's Tuesday. The season approaches. We're in the middle of some Schmodown craziness. Absolutely insane stuff. Uh, the full draft list was revealed yesterday. All of the people that are going to be in the draft, uh, unless, of course, there are some last-minute additions, which would not surprise me, uh, as well as the fact that we are hearing crazy reports every single day coming out from multiple camps about updates to the rules, about updates to the scoring system, about updates to trade offers. Who's going where? Who's doing what? We've got a huge show. It's action-packed. And, of course, coming up in a few minutes here, we do have the return to the show of the chairman himself, Christian Harloff, the man that launched this show with me. Uh, we did a mere six episodes together, and then uh, and then that was that. We, we've, we've had him as a, as a nary celebrity appearance on the show a few times since then, and this is going to be a huge one today, a very exciting one to bring Christian back on the show today to talk about all these things. He has a lot to tell you guys. He probably has a lot to tell me, to be honest. Uh, and, and it's just going to be a huge show. So as a, as a big reminder to everybody here watching, be sure to hit that thumbs up button, hit like on this video. Let's get this thing up in the standings. Now, I want to get an order of business out of the way uh, because this is exciting. Uh, I use that word uh, a lot. Uh, I've said it a lot today, and I'm going to keep saying it because what we have coming up is our second guest after Christian Harloff is the Barbarian himself, my, my former faction mate. I'm no longer on that stupid faction. Uh, my former faction mate, Craig Gagne, the Barbarian, coming on the show. Now, he's going to be coming on to talk about some of the moves he has been talking about making. He's kind of been acting as the liaison for the Finstock Exchange. I've had as many conversations with Barbarian as I have with Dagnino to this point. Um, but I will say this. We have a very, very, very special potential exhibition match in the works. A former champion, a former champion, and it's not me potentially going head to head with the barbarian at the end of the show. I had to set this up. I had to check. I had to make sure everybody was on board with it. And I'll tell you what, guys, if we hit our goal of $400, we need to hit four because three is what we hit when we get a fan match. But if we hit $400 in donations today, we are going to get to see a head to head match between the barbarian 
and William the Beast Bibiani. The rematch from the tournament, from the, the tournament last year, his only loss in singles he's ever had. The Barbarian has agreed to take on Bibiani. So uh, like magic, we will manifest Bibiani from, uh, from, from thin air at the end of the show um, if we are able to hit that goal of $400. So get in your Streamlabs now. Get in your Super Chats now. Let's get those things rolling. I'm sure you'll have a lot of questions for Christian Harloff. Uh, and, uh, you know, when he's, wow, there's already 200 of you guys watching the show today. This is a big one. This is exciting. So get your questions in. When we get Harloff, make sure to, you know, all the hard-hitting questions for him as well. But as a quick reminder to everybody here, uh, this next season, we are increasing from the match schedule that we had to an even bigger match schedule. We're going to be going to three pay-per-views a month, three matches a week, and all of that. Every single one of those pay-per-views is included in your price as a $10 patron. That is patreon.com slash schmodown. Become a patron today. It is a tremendous value. There's so much value offered to you guys in the subscription service. Um, I, I recommend it. Action Industries, they have been $10 patrons uh, for a long time. So anyway, we'll be bringing Christian on here in about 5-10 minutes. Uh, but for right now, I do want to talk to you guys about some of the stuff that we've seen breaking. There's a whole bunch of reports, and, and we're going to see what Christian thinks about those things uh, when we bring him on a little later in the show. But you know, a number of the reports have said that uh, Tom Dagnino is pursuing a potential number one pick trade with Kaiser. Uh, we've heard this one before. We've also heard that Shannon is pursuing a similar trade, that number one pick very hotly contested. We've had a few of the people on the show here in the last few weeks that I think occupy possibilities for that slot. We've had Mark Anopic on the show. We've had Paul Preston on the show. We've had Marisol on the show. Um, these are all players that people have discussed as potential for the number one pick. I reached out to Laura Kelly to see if we could book her for the show. Unfortunately, schedules don't permit. I don't know that we're going to be able to get Laura Kelly on the show, but she's definitely one that's being talked about a lot. Now, there is definitely some variability when it comes to rosters. One of the big question marks people have is what is Kate Mulligan going to do? Last week with Ben Goddard here and Paul Preston, we discussed a little bit of the possibility of a Preston-Goddard team. That's been rumored now in another article that was written. Seems everything has been written about. One of the question marks there is what does Kate do with that third slot on her roster? Is, is Mulligan interested in a potential sign-and-trade pick? We don't know. Not to mention the fact that, of course, of course, it seems to be that Coy Jandro and the Corky Mercs are intent on keeping Kevin Smith. Those are the rumors we're hearing. Um, could turn. Could be that Mark Anopic ends up re-signing with the Mercs. But based on what we heard last week, uh, we just don't know. It's a big question mark. Everybody's wondering what's going to happen. It's going to start out with the awards on January 15th. You guys are going to be able to watch the awards. That is the, that is the same day that WandaVision drops. So the internet will be a buzz that day. Following week, of course, the 22nd is going to be the free agency special. Huge, huge special. There's going to be so much going on. Uh, managers are going to have to declare their three picks for their factions, lock in their three that day on air. Anybody can make any decision they want. Anybody can pivot away from the decision they had committed to on air that day. Who knows? Who knows who will do it? Uh, and then, of course, the following week, we are going to see the draft. Everybody, every one of the, I think, 140, uh, Dwayne or Goddard, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it's 140 names, 140 names. Uh, for a, a a mere 96 slots, uh, which, which you know, it's it, there's going to be some people that don't get drafted. That's just the truth. But I can tell you guys, even past those first few picks, there's a lot of buzz going on now for the mid-rounds. I have a Zoom call scheduled with several different competitors, several of these rookies already uh, scheduled going on this week, just to kind of feel people out, seeing what they're thinking. I'm real excited about it. It's going to be terrific. But uh, all I can tell you guys is that this next season of the Movie Trivia Schmodown is really going to be something special. It's going to be something crazy. It feels like war could not be a more appropriate title for the season, considering everything that we have going on. I know we're all very, very hopeful to be getting back to live events as soon as we possibly can. And fingers crossed in the second half of the year, that is something that happens. But 
who's going to be headlining those live events? Who's going to be headlining those pay-per-views? What are the big stories that are going to come out of the season? Which rookie is going to be this year's Adam Collins? I don't know. You know, last night on one of my streams, somebody asked me who I thought the overall player of the year was in singles. Um, and I, you know, it took me a second because, you know, I did vote, obviously. But it's a, it's a real big toss-up for the singles player of the year. You know, whether you're talking Dan Merle or Adam Collins, how can you take away what Dan Merle has done this last season? You know, Dan comes in. He, he takes out the champ live in Atlanta. Um, he obviously then comes in. And he defends in overtime against Ethan, incredible player, an all-time level player. Then gets taken to the limit again by myself, right? So, so he title matches, defends twice, and then he goes to the limit with this unbeaten phenom, Adam Collins, takes him nine questions into overtime. I mean, by any metric, by anybody's standard, a win, two defenses, and then a narrow, narrow loss would constitute singles player of the year. I think most people would agree. However, on the other side of this, you have Adam Collins playing with a higher accuracy rate through his first matches than we've ever seen any player in the history of the Schmodown. I know the season that I went up against Bibiani at the Spectacular, we boasted very, very high accuracy rates in singles that year, and he's beaten both of those rates. I think we were on an all-time level for our runs. He's played more matches with a higher rate of accuracy. So this kid has done something that nobody has ever seen in the Schmodown, and of course, he beat the greatest of all time in a nail-biter of a match. I, I don't know exactly. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I can't even remember who I voted for at this point. Now, as I, as I say it honestly and speak it, I don't remember who I voted for. But the thing is, I don't know who I would have voted for. Oh, look who's here. Look who's here. He's decided <laughs> said, to rejoin the show. I said, shut up, you blowhard. Um, how's my mic? I, my, my entire system just shut down right before the show started. So hopefully, uh, Dwayne, I sound all right? Good, good, good. Um, you look good, Dutch. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate that. How you doing there, champ? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. It's it's exciting. There's a lot of things happening on the show. When I found out That's I was going to get the great yeah. Christian Harloff on the show today, I mean, and did you hear? Did you hear about the crazy exhibition that we have lined up at the end of the show? If we hit this goal, I heard Bibbs is Bibbs is going up against who? Barbarian. Barbarian. I might have I might have a rematch. Uh, I might have a rematch. You know, we need we obviously need to hit this four hundred dollar oh. goal. We need to hit it. That's the only way it's going to happen uh, to, to make this happen. It's a good match. Uh, the first time they played it, they they really. I mean, those two. I mean, I think Bibbs even said it that um, that Barbarian kind of reminds him of him, you know? Barbarian missed one question. Bibbs was perfect. I mean, it's it was an incredible match. I think it's one that everybody wants to see a rematch this next season of at some point if that does happen. But we're going to get a little preview of it today, 10 questions if we're able to hit that goal. So get in your stream lives, get in your super chats. Harass the chairman if you guys want to while he's here. But but chairman, look, I got to defer to you on this one. Sure. Huge meeting yesterday reported on by Brad Gilmore. RQQ writes about this. All the managers there, new rules. What's going on? Talk to me. I mean, a lot of stuff happened. You know, there was um, it, it. It was something that was brought to the league's attention last season, right? That the managers wanted to be in the know, obviously, going into uh, once a month to find a kind of the almost like a, a league update to figure out what was going on. And we said, well, there's no better time than now to do that because of everything kind of happening and what's going on and with the announcement of all the people on the draft. And I wanted the managers to know that um, I'm, by the way, convinced that it's a manager that's given uh Sakurai the scoops. Cause he had a lot of the, he had a lot of the right uh, information inside of that. From unless the conference. One, unless one of the managers told their players and then the player. Well, they, I thought he reported on information that, that Gilmore had. So somebody must've given Gilmore. No, the no, Gilmore, the Gilmore had the information of, as the, as far as the Roxy stuff and, and Sam stuff went, but okay, he, okay. he detailed a lot of the stuff that was true. I, I, I went through the rookie list, told people who I liked and, um, and went on and, uh, 
and and told them like here are the people that I that I really enjoyed. I mean, obviously I liked a lot of these people if they made the list, but the ones that I had my eye on, and that doesn't mean like you have to draft them. It just means like that's the those are the people that I thought popped and that I thought could work well in the league. And you know, obviously. I hope that my word carries uh, well, but it, but it's also it has nothing to do with me at this point. It's like if if I like somebody, Winston goes and talks to this person, doesn't feel he's right for swag, he's not going to get drafted. You know, it's just it's just how it is. Um, so the conversation went. That was a big chunk of it was to go through all these players and rookies and and the idea and thoughts of um, of who was going to be in it and and those types of things. But the the first part of it was indeed. The um the well, two things. The one is that everybody. I mean, since we started or announced that we were doing a a rule book or having a full rule book, is all the fans wanted to know. They were like, uh, "Well, are we going to see it? Are we going to?" I mean, people are. There were some people who were harassing me about it, like harassing me. Can you believe this? Harassing me. And um, I uh, I, I had conversations. My my biggest thing was it was a legal thing because you know I wanted to talk to skybound and and make sure that it was it was the right right move and it's not as simple to go well every every sports league re, you know just releases their rule book to their fans we, we are a very small operation right now and we don't have the luxury of doing everything that these big sports organizations do which i'm also going to address something else that people say you know like well other sports do this but that being said um the rule book is going to be released to the public um, but we are going to release it to $10 and up patrons first, first, not only. So people are like, oh, but it's going to be $10 patrons first. And then a month later, we're going to release it to uh, the public. So patrons will be able to see it. Um, and if you're over there, there's a lot of, a lot of things. I'd like to talk actually with you about. James uh, Lavario donated $20. Can you explain how it's possible for Snyder to be entertaining the idea of going to a new faction when he's the team's champ with Andreco under Roxy? And what we're going to address it later to the when Craig comes on the show. Yeah, because I, I know that the, the exchange has been pursuing Snyder hard. Uh, that's that's a, I think that's a true report. So we're gonna we're gonna address that a little later in the show. Yeah, and the question, I, if it, if it's towards me, the only thing I can say about that is, um, and I I lovingly gave Ferris uh, over at uh, Let's Get Ready to yeah. talk Schmodown. They were he was correct on on the where what he said was if Snyder decides he wants to go to the exchange, he can. Um, you don't have to take Andreco, but it means that the team's titles would be vacated. So Snyder would um would have to vacate the titles and then we'd have to have a tournament for it. I definitely would prefer him not to do that. If if they were gonna leave, I'd rather them leave together, um, if that was the case. But who knows? You know what Snyder said to me the other day, Christian? I texted him. I said, I said, I said, I said, uh, so you leaving the stars? What's this? I hear about this. And he says, tell you what, Bateman. No, no. He said, he said, I'll tell you what, Bateman. If you sit out teams this entire season, I'll consider you as my top option to be your teammate the following season. You got to show me you're really committed by sitting out the whole season. That sounds very Snyder. What Uh, a dickbag. When I asked him, when I asked him, he said, um, he said, uh, no comment. When I asked him, I said, you going to the exchange? He said, no comment. Um, So anyway, the uh, the the rule book will be released to the patrons, the ten dollar patrons. A month later, it'll come out to the entire uh, the entire Schmodown community, if you will. Um, so, starting off, the we we made the announcement, and let me bring up the exact uh, wording of it here, Chairman, really quickly. Just so, just because we've mentioned it loosely on here before, but now that I have you here, I think Brynjar good- Ennison donated twenty dollars. Hi, boss and the chairman. I was wondering, could there be a new faction joining last minute? 
I remember last year there were some changes in the factions before the draft happened. I feel like it works better with nine factions. It actually works worse with nine. Yeah, factions. so it's a lot <laughs> worse because of tournaments. Yeah, yeah. tournaments uh, and because of the numbers. The idea, if you remember, we had ten factions um, that were supposed to be part of season seven. Uh, ten. Uh, and then we lost a faction towards the end. Um, Emma Fife wasn't going to manage anymore. And then we moved Jay and we were going to originally do eight. But then Jay was like, well, I'll come back. So, you know what we said? And that's when we spoke to Kate about taking over. And we, we went to nine. Uh, it was either t- 10 or eight that we were going to go. And then we went to eight because for a lot of different reasons. One, we wanted to make sure. And you guys will get the announcement about this soon. The um, The faction the faction merch has been a thing that a lot of the fans have kept asking about like continuously. We're finally going to be able to do that. Um, there takes when you're building out a league um, and you want to structure it and make it as professional as possible, you have to do things right. So, and you have to do things you can't, it's, it's not like it was before when it was just gorilla. Like, oh, you know, well, let's do a ninth one now. And there's, there's things that have to happen. There's, manager agreements there are um player agreements like have to we have to get player agreements to everybody before we even started the season then we have to do that now with all the people in the draft or they can't play you know it's like so in order to do that we wanted to scale down to eight and then that why is why the decision was made to go to 12 um there's been a rumor about because i've mentioned it a bunch of times too about the minor leagues um and that the people that were in the uh, the the draft that don't get picked up, what happens to them? Well, the goal is to have an official minor leagues. Uh, and those people that don't get drafted could potentially play in the minor leagues. I don't have a definitive yes on whether or not it's going to happen. We all want it to, but there are certain things that have to happen first. Um, the idea, fingers crossed, is that we can get it done this year and early. Um, but there are things that may or may not make it happen. We have to make uh, the, the, the league itself. The main league has to be the priority and everything has to be done with that first. When is the when free is the agency, agency, the, the, the mid season? Oh, why am I uh, echoing now? Dwayne, is that happening on your end? I'm not sure. Uh, when is the free agency thing happening uh, mid year? You know, the Colin special, the, the Colin special. Yeah, we'll call yeah. it. I mean, it's the same as last year. I think we did it. We had it uh, last year in, in June. I think it'll be the same June. And then August 1st will be the trade deadline. So maybe, so maybe the minor leagues gets rolling in the spring or something, and we get a little mini tournament. To, you know, if I have it, if I have it my way, the the minor leagues would start in March. Gotcha. If, okay. if yeah. I had it my way, but uh, but there's there's certain other things that we we have to, we have to do understandably that we have to do first. We have yeah. we yeah. only have so much bandwidth as far like the crew that we have right now pulled off miracles last season, like miracles. The things that they were able to do. Um, the skybound crew has gone above and beyond of what they're going to do and sometimes the skybound crew especially the social team uh wants to choke me out because i'm used to doing things my way when it was a guerrilla operation so i'll make an announcement i'll start tweeting things out and then i got the social hey you gotta, gotta give us a heads up we gotta know and i'm just not used to it yet. i'm getting used to those types of things so i want to make sure that the crew is ready i want to make sure that everybody is ready before we do this it is something i definitely want to do I just don't know yet. Um, but anyway, um, the things that were brought up uh, yesterday, right? Um, we wanted to make sure that 
as we were, we were talking about this for a while, it was a conversation. I mean, you and I had this conversation too. Everybody was asking me about this particular thing about what was going on with Sam Levine, you know, his pick that he traded with Burnett and the Drugs, and then Roxy who traded for a draft pick uh, as well. We had a lot of discussions about it. We had a lot of different discussions about it. Um, one of the main things that it looked like we were leaning towards was that it was just going to be completely scrapped because the uh, defunct function itself but after we met with many people, had many discussions about it, we said the most fair thing, because the number one pick of where Sam's is, we don't know where it goes. So essentially the deal was uh, Irwin for Knapsack and Jader, because the number one pick, it doesn't go anywhere. However, but the league can, they can, we can honor the fact that Roxy can pick up that spot. Roxy can pick up that that spot that she traded for. And the stars, by the way, and that was another thing on the announcement, it's uh, it's no longer the stars with a Z, it's the stars with an S. And I posted the new, the new logo in the Facebook group today. But Roxy will will get the, um, I think that from the way that Snake Draft works, I think it's going to turn out she's going to get the first and the fourth i can't remember how whatever however the snake works something like she'll she'll get the first pick so like pick 17 and then somewhere in the wherever wherever she picks in the third round normally so she'll get she'll she'll get third the managers were were um made aware of that in the press in the in the phone call in the conversation yesterday uh everybody was cool with it they understood with it understood it and um and so that's we're gonna we're gonna honor that so the stars will get two picks in the third round um and that's kind of how that goes the other big thing and this is something that will kind of break on this show that I haven't really talked about except on that phone call was the, the rules, the, the, the kind of new points system, the new points breakdown. That's huge. Everybody wants to know that. Yeah. The new points breakdown. This is how it's going to go. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you guys. I love you all to death, all the Schmodown fans and, and Davis parks. You can complain about it all day long. I don't give a shit. Uh, this is the, sorry, I cursed on the own show. Uh, this is, this is how it's going to go. <laughs> you got the this one curse. This this is is the one curse. Uh, I, I don't care. This is how it goes. Um, these are the rules. This is how it's going to go. You can, and, and I love the fact that you're going to complain about it. It's part of being a, a sports fan. So go ahead, complain about it all you like. Um, this is how the system itself is going to work. Um, here we go. So these and Ben, you can you can ask any questions that you like. Um, for okay, okay, okay. This is for the singles division and the teams division. The regular season matches are worth two points in the singles division. A TKO is a one point deduction from the opposing team. A one okay. point deduction. You do not gain a point for a TKO. The other team loses a point. However, a KO is a plus one for the winning faction and a negative one for the opposing. Um, the number one contender matches in the singles division will be worth four points. TKO is a one-point deduction from opposing team, and KO is plus one for faction and negative one for opposing. You're going to hear that quite a lot inside of this uh, breakdown. Can, can you clarify here for me? Uh, that there Will there be any differences to that policy, or is it the minus one, plus one in all divisions for the same rules? It's TKO, minus one, KO, plus yeah. one. So I don't even have, I guess I don't have to change it up. It's, it's, it's just, that's, thank you for saying that. Pretty much uh, the minus one, plus one is, is for everything. So just, so I don't have to keep repeating it. Just know so that. So to clarify for everybody listening right now, what he's saying is that in all divisions and all matches, if you knock somebody out with a pure KO, it's plus one on yours. But if you don't, it's just a TKO. They lose one. That's yeah, for all even, but, but, and, and to clarify, KO is also a negative one for them as well. Gotcha. You got that? Yep. Okay. Tournament matches. The tournament matches in the singles division are worth three points. A T, uh, once again, with the same rules for the TKOs and the KOs. The tournament finals are worth four points. 
the with the TKO and KO being the same thing. Now, title defenses are one are an extra point. Now, this doesn't mean that every if, if you defended four times, you get four points. It's just one extra point every time you defend. So if um, if Chandru winds up defending his championship against Mara Opic in, in February, um, that will be a plus one. If he wins that and then he defends it against uh, the, the Barbarian, then it's just a, it's a plus one. You just get a plus one every time. It's, it's an extra point every time you defend the championship. Um, Got you. Okay, did I and did I mention the to how much time? No, I didn't mention the title matches, did I? So no, title no, matches, title matches are seven points. Title matches are seven points in the singles division. Again, with a TKO being a one point deduction from the opposing team, KO is plus one for faction and a negative one for opposing. So potentially, is that going to be seven points across the board for title matches, or is it just for singles? Uh, that is going to be across the board for title matches. Seven, seven points. points. So big breaking here, guys. If you're watching, put this on Twitter right now. Get let's get talking about this. Seven points for title matches. That's seven an points. enormous increase. It's massive, and it's and it also shows the value of 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 the uh, the championship. You can even call it the the Alex Damon swing, if you will, because someone like an Alex Damon, um, who if he sits on the bench for a, a you know a a year. At least you know you're getting at least a, a seven point opportunity from him there. So seven points for title matches this and season. And that would mean that Dan Morrill, for instance, you know, plays me and then he defends. I don't know what's going on here, Dwayne, but it's a full on echo in my ears. It's I crazy. It I hear it too. You hear it too? Yeah. Yeah, I'm hearing it. You're not Christian. Uh, I'm just going to keep talking and hopefully we can get it fixed. But uh, Dan Morrill defending that title would have been eight points then. When he defends it against uh, Ethan Irwin after he takes it from me, he would have gotten eight points for that win. He would have gotten, well, was that his first defense? That was his first defense. Okay, so the second defense against yeah, me then. He, he, he would have gotten eight points. Yeah, he would have gotten seven points and the one point for the defense. Then he would have gotten, did he, 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 beat, he didn't TKO you. He beat you. So he, he would have gotten seven points. He would have gotten eight points. Yeah, eight, he would have gotten a total of 16 oh. points for both of those matches. That's insane. A 16. Yeah. I mean, it makes title matches very exciting. Um, yeah. that's, that's wild. Okay. Huge stuff. Yeah. Because that's why with the value on title matches now have gone up uh, tremendously. Now the inner geekdom division, regular season matches are three points with the TKO and KO being the same. Number one contender matches, same thing. Four points with T TKO and KO being the same title matches. Same thing. Seven points with the TKO and KO being the same tournament matches are three points with the TKO and KO being the same tournament finals, four points uh, with TKO and KO being the same and title defenses in the IG division also are one point. The star Wars division is exactly the same with regular matches being three points. Number one contender match being four points title match being seven points tournament matches being three points tournament finals being four points with title defenses being one point. Um, so the other big thing that I wanted to announce here too, is that the, well, the, I will say the Schmodown spectacular title matches in the spectacular will be worth 10 points. In so we are, we're doing it. We're doing the thing. Schmodown spectacular title matches will be worth 10 points. Um, in, uh, and it, depending on what's going on with other matches or certain matches, point value, it's not a guarantee. You know, last year it was a guarantee that all other matches were, are worth five points. That is not necessarily going to be the case for Spectacular because, for example, if a match like Jericho versus Brittany Young, which um, I you know, said, okay, we're going to give that, them the opportunity to play, but it doesn't have any implications. It's a regular singles match. It'll probably be the same. That hasn't been necessarily decided yet, but title matches have been at 10 points. Um, this is the bigger so, one. Question for you before you move on. If you're to defend a title at the Spectacular and you knock out your opponent, you're telling me that that defense is potentially 11 points and your opponent would lose one. 
So it's a. It could if, you, be a if, you defend, if you're defending your, t- if you defend the championship of defense, you're, you're, it's probably worth two points. So twelve points potentially for one match, and they could be losing one if you knocked them out. That's bonkers. That's so many points. Wow. and that's why Seven it makes going to spectacular that much more important each to get to spectacular. Um, so the other matches, as we said, points. the free for all, uh, any free for all, whether it's a horror free for all, the regular free for all, any free for all that we do, it is uh, the exact same as last year. Three points to the winner, one point for the MVP, and for the regular free for all, a title shot for the winner of the free for all. Um, triple threat matches. A regular triple threat match is worth five points for the winner, with the TKO and KO being the same. Triple threat title matches are worth 10 points. Uh, TKO is one point deduction from the opposing team. KO is one point for the faction and one point, negative one for the opposing. A fatal four-way, if it happens in a title match, fatal four title match is 12 points, with the TKO and KO being the same. And a fatal five-way title match, should it happen, is 15 points. Um, yep. If they're going to happen is rare, but if they do, and the champions, which is a note, the champions have to agree to it. For example, Alex Damon has the opportunity to play in a triple threat title match if he wants to. Um, that He could either go for the seven points on the defense, or he can go for 10 with two. Now, you could say it's Alex Damon. So maybe he just goes for two and tries to get 14 points. Still risking that with the Star Wars division. You could wind up coming out with with uh, with no points uh, if if you if you try it. And you can wind up, you know, uh, just getting the seven when you could have had a shot for 10. So that's what's on the table at the moment. And yeah, Damon is the first title match of the year, correct? He's going to come in. No, He's going to come in. It's not the first title match. Uh, Chandru and, and Mara. Are the, is the first oh, that'll time. be the first one. Okay, so, this, yeah. so potentially then the second pay-per-view will be this. But so in both situations, both Chandru right. and Damon have opportunity here. Damon really with the huge opportunity because of the triple threat potential right. to just get, and like Roxy could pull way ahead to start the year if, if, he, yeah. if he pulled that off. Yeah, and so the other the other things, a couple of things on that call that came out. Um, well, this did not come out on the call, but I'll give it to you guys. There is going to be a number one contender match for the singles uh, division, and it's going to be between Jeff Snyder and Dan Merle. Wow! So wow! That, that's going to happen. Uh, that match will happen at uh, at some point. I don't know exactly when. It'll most likely be on one of the pay-per-views, which, as we mentioned, three pay-per-views for the month. Um, the way it's going to work is there's going to be uh, – Tentatively, there's a name for the first pay-per-view. I don't have it yet. The second and and inside of that pay-per-view will be one big match. Um, then the second pay-per-view will be the throwdown, which you can have a um, you know a, a really big undercard, and and then uh, you know a, a, a massive main event. Battlefield Schmodown Battlefield is the main pay-per-view of the month, which you could potentially get two big title matches on the same card. Battlefield. Um, Battlefield is the is the, main, is the main uh, it's the main pay per view at the end of the month. So besides, and this is all stuff that's going to come out in a bigger announcement. But I'm giving it to you guys here today. That and I just was talking to Jack today from our Patreon, and we, we have we our, the ten dollar tier has never been more um, worth it. And we're actually upping some stuff for the twenty dollar tier also too. Is that the ten dollar tier itself is going to get uh, a Q and A that the patrons are going to vote on. Uh, every month so it'll start with me and then if you like someone that's coming into the league brand new you want to talk to them a Q&A that they can actually get involved in the $10 and up will be able to actually ask part and be part of the video Q&A on the page there'll be watch alongs that are happening the exhibitions will be happening there's a lot that's happening plus the fact you'll get 
and people have been asking this, will we still get extra um, matches? Yeah, you'll get either the Wednesday, the Thursday, or the Friday match early on uh, Monday and Tuesday for those $10 patrons. The um, $10 patrons obviously will also get so the pay-per-view when they come out. So basically, if you want your faction to lose points, then train your competitors to not get knocked out in matches. Damn, that is really spicy, and a faction could have their season end quicker if most of their players get knocked out often. Yes, um, I mean you definitely don't want your players to get knocked out. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> one of the questions, one of the questions on the table was, could you, um, I could you end the season with negative points? It's like yeah, you could, you if if you're if every player keeps getting knocked out and you have zero, and you you could you could end up at like negative five or negative three. It's it's certainly possible. Maybe um, maybe it happens. Maybe maybe it happens to Dagnino this year. You know, maybe know, we'll see. Maybe and I, you're you're so full of it now. I I know you're ruse now. I, I'm I, look, I'm working. I'm just working around, Christian. I know talking you're to people. Now. Yeah, they're, look, they're this, is, this is this is this is this is killing me. I'm gonna jump out and come back in, Christian. I'm leaving you for two minutes. I, oh, I'm, I'm hoping good. this. Gets I'll continue. I'll continue back. and let people know what what, right. what else is going on. Okay. Um, so the other thing that Dwayne that, that was going on here with the uh, with the the rules themselves is that we have this whole system kind of set up. We have uh, the the. the Patreon now with the ten dollar tier that you're able to do these pay per views. There's going to be merch that we're coming back to. The um, that's the other thing. The patrons are going to get first dibs on the merch when we when we announce the faction merch. The patrons will be the first to get those. There's a lot of other announcements that pertain to that faction merch that I can't uh, announce at the moment, but there's still some big stuff happening with that merch in general. Um, the the Matches that they will get early are those the pay the the pay per views. Like I said, if one comes out on Friday, if a pay per view comes out on Friday, the ten dollars patrons will get that and hold on to that um, and have access to that until uh, well they'll have access to it until until it airs. But then the five dollars patrons will get it on that Monday, and then all of the patrons will get it on that Thursday. Well, then then it will air probably a week uh, a week or a week and a half after it initially airs. There's not going to be spoilers. There's not going to be uh, we're going to hold spoilers. We're not going to hold spoilers because we need to c uh, continue continuity. So, I would highly advise people that as we're treating it like boxing, we're treating it like uh, uh, UFC, we're treating it like the WWE that if you want to be caught up on everything that's going on in the continuity, we're making the deal the best that we can make it for you. There is, I mean, the amount, the pay-per-views alone will still be probably between five and six ninety nine a piece. But if you're gonna get all of them and you're gonna look at all of them, we're trying to make the best deal possible at the ten dollar level. So uh, it is Patreon.com/slash Schmodown. Hopefully, you guys will go there, join today. Um, we're gonna start a lot of these new things happening. We're gonna have a lot of exclusive interviews with a lot of new people that are coming in. So we're pretty, uh, we're pretty Next excited. Two thousand eight hundred and ninety donated twenty dollars. Harloff coming in hot with the points. You get a point. You get a point. You get a point. Not you Gucci. You're a buffoon. Keep on rocking commish. I love this league. Thank you. Um, what do you think about this, Dwayne? You there? No? All by myself. Dwayne's muted. Dwayne's muted for some reason. Um, I hey. like it. Okay. Uh, I, okay. I do... Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, okay. gotcha. Um, I, the most important thing for me for this announcement is the points. Like that, yeah. that was one of my biggest uh, things when I was talking about last season. Is champs are kind of hindering, yeah. you know, moving forward if you're trying to win because if if they only play once a year, they're not right. making enough points for your faction. 
But right, they're I, sitting on the bench, and that's it. Drove me nuts. It drove me nuts because there's nothing more that I value more. There's nothing I value more in this league than the championship. Um, on all the on all the levels, they because of how much effort and how much um it it means to the players to play for them. So the value of those matches had to go up, and it had to be worth something in order to get there and make the contenderships worth more to make the uh, the minus ones worth more. And something I did want to address also. Um, and this is something, you know, if, if Bateman comes back and, and wants to hear about it as well. I, I listen to all these after shows. They're, they're really, really good. And here's Bateman's coming back in, I guess. But uh, I listen to all these after shows. Why would spectacular matches be worth more, someone asked? Because it's the big grand show. Get to the grand show, and it's worth it's it's worth more points. It's the big, it's the big overall kind of tournament final, if you will. It's the big, it's the big dance. Get to try to play for the championship. Try to win the championship. End the year as a champion. End the year with with the big with the big match. That's why Schmodown uh, title matches are worth more. Not necessarily matches themselves though. Um, but Ben, the other thing, I listen to these after shows a lot. Um, yeah. I, and I, I think that they're, I think for new Schmodown fans and even for Schmodown fans who just watch the show itself or this show, I think that they are doing themselves a disservice if they're a big fan of the sport to not listen to a lot of these shows because they are essentially the Schmodown media. Um, whether it's um, uh, call to action, uh, certain point of view, uh, uh, the um, let's get ready to schmodown. Um, a lot of these, a lot of these uh, places, you know, obviously, and you have you have the competitors that have their shows, Janine and and Andrew DeMolanta, which is something we also have to figure out next season because I think that it's there's a there's a whole different rule that needs to be put in place for that. But that's another that's another conversation. You're talking just as, as far as like what qualifies as a as an after show versus an a after competitor show, show. because it's also because the other conversation is because you know obviously this show wouldn't shouldn't be nominated for that. Um, yep. because you guys are on the, you're on the network. Uh, same thing with Rundown. But on the flip side of that, couldn't you and Andrew Guy be nominated if that's the case of what's happening? Well, right. Too? I mean that that's definitely true, right? And I, I think if we were nominated, we would be like, what? That doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah, like, and we, it we, wasn't we're... it wasn't fair to Janine that she was left off of the nominations because there were never rules put together. But it's the same reason, though. The problem is that Andrew DeMolanta running the show by himself you know he's a competitor now is his wife is also a, in the draft now right janine who's one of the more popular competitors that we have that gives him a leg up and if you and andrew are nominated it gives you a leg up as far as the fans go doesn't take away from what you do and the passion that you have on the show it just gives you a leg up because you're not building from scratch now the other argument is well what about a certain point of view because they have molly that show was created by fans of the show who brought in a competitor they brought in a competitor. Um, and, you know, it's like if Molly's not on the show, they still do the show. You know what I mean? So it's like I think next season and this season it's, it is it is absolutely – I mean, the votes are in now, so I'm not like swaying votes. The votes are already done. So um, the the next season we're going to have to uh, have a, a different rule altogether or different two different categories or something because it, it's, it's not – like there's these other new shows that are coming out, the brand-new shows with like – you know, 50 subscribers and they're trying and, and they, it, it's harder for them to build up. That's what this was supposed to be. And it's not just a podcast too, even though that's in the name of it. It's supposed to be blogs, Twitter reactions, all that stuff. That's, I think you could have two, you could have two categories next year, man. You could totally, you could have a uh, reaction show and that cannot have any, any mainstay competitors in it. And then you could have piece of Schmodown media 
Uh, and that but could include the rundown. Yeah, that could include backstage. It, it could include it, all it, of them. Yeah, that's right. It just it just depends, like you know. But but then it still gets tricky. Where I think that if it's, I think there should be two separate awards. And there's something where if it's if it has if it's run by a competitor, that's where they qualify. And I'm getting the echo again. Yeah, it's insane. I don't know what's going oh, on with this. It's better. Yeah. All right. It's better. That's better. Um, so if there is, um, anyway, so we'll figure that out. But the reason I bring that up is I listen to these shows and there's a new one and I can't remember the name of it. And I apologize. I, it's, you know, it's, it's a brand new show and, and it's, uh, and it's Jay from, who used to do beyond the, uh, or the, uh, SEN after live is what he did. Right. And so Jay, Jay has gotten much better on how he communicates via Twitter. Uh, he, he used to, you know, he was coming out as like a passionate sports fan, but he said something on, and with another guy is the Schmoes from the North, the other show that I listened to. And they have the guy, guy Frenchie who had, who approaches it in a wrestling sports mentality. I feel like out of everybody out of the Schmodown media and I, not including our, you know, our team, but I'm saying from out the outside, I think that David Sackrider and I think that this guy Frenchie are the two guys who really get it the most. Are you talking about that clip that went up the other day? I, I think I saw the one you're talking about. It was five minutes. And the guy was talking real passionately. He can't do this. He can't do that. He can't go there. He's got to do this thing. I was, I was listening to him. I was like, this feels like a guy that's talking on a sports show. This guy's a French. I think he's, he's a French Canadian. And he, yeah, that's the guy. And, but he's, he has, he, he gets it. He, has, he doesn't always agree with the, the league stuff, but he, he sees both sides of it and he understands kind of, and he's having this conversation with Jay. And and this is a conversation that comes up from everybody who does. And Jay's a sports fan, but he's not he's he's not a wrestling, boxing, uh, MMA guy. So people keep saying this thing of like, well, why don't all the all the factions get equal amount of matches? Why don't right, why right. doesn't this happen in traditional sports? This is not a traditional sport. Whoever said that the Shmodan was a traditional sport? It's not. And the way that I can say this to you is, let's say that we say, OK, you know what? Every single faction is going to get 60 matches that's it. 60 matches, every single one. That's fair. And then so the last match that the rock stars or have, let's say the, the rock stars have the last match that the rock stars have is Jeff Snyder in a number one contender match. And he wins. But that, but he won. He doesn't get a title shot now. Why? Well, because then he have 61 matches and that's more matches than the other factions. So that's not fair. He can't play. But the, you know, Sam's faction just lost five in a row. But he they've only played 55 matches so they still get five more matches it's not how this runs it the the way that it runs and the way that the difference is every faction has to get the same amount of opportunity if they don't get the same amount of opportunity that's when it's not equal example you have the tournaments so if there's a tournament where every faction gets two ig players now it's incumbent on the that faction train your players and make sure they win. If Adam Collins doesn't win that play in match corruption's done, they don't right. win the faction championship. Well, I think also what's interesting about this chairman is that, um, you know, if you look at the, look at any major American sport and what they, they, they call it the playoffs. What that is, is it's the tournament, right? We're playing all season to get into the tournament. That's what it actually is. And every single sport is the same thing. So, you know, that tournament structure starts in the, you know, back 25% of the season after you've had the equal number of matches. Now, if we were running a system like that, which we aren't, it, it would mean that match one, but it's match one. Like if you're, if you're the, the tournament type of style, if you can look at Clee Wiggins, Clee Wiggins is a, great player and she's very knowledgeable she had her first match against the barbarian 
yeah, who's a freak of nature when it comes out to trivia. And she did it in a day where it's like, hey, some so-and-so didn't show up. Can you play? And because it was before COVID, we said, okay, don't worry. Next studio match, we're going to get you in there. And it just didn't work out. But she started out and she's 0-1. She didn't get a chance to play. Who knows what Klee could have done? But it is the fight structure of, okay, you're 0-1. I think Klee's going to have a, a much better season this season. But my point is that you can those those losses, they can set you back. You go 0-2 in this league, it's hard to bounce back. It's hard to bounce really back. hard. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, it's based off the fight system. So, guys, uh, it's it's one fifteen. We've been live for almost half the show now. We got Christian for maybe, hopefully, we got the chairman here for another 20, 25 minutes before we bring on our guest, which is going to be the Barbarian. And remember, we do have the potential for a match between the Barbarian and William the Beast Bibiani, the rematch from the tournament. There's almost 600 of you watching right now. So do me two favors. Hit that thumbs up button. Let's get this video way up there with the likes. And if you want to see this match, donate five bucks, donate 10 bucks. Get a question in for Christian. I would love to see this match. It's going to be mind-blowing if we don't get to see this rematch from the tournament last season at the end of the show today so get those donations in so christian uh you talked a little bit about you know you talked about the the draft pick you know thing with, with sam and with roxy and, and something that i wanted to throw your way there on that is i know you considered throwing the whole thing out um because it was complicated because yeah. it is but to me when i look at the way that it worked out i think it's the best i think it's the best possible version because if sam levine finds out yesterday sam look i know you were going to pick number two overall but then you, get you don't get a pick anymore yeah. You just don't have a pick. Sorry, buddy. It's uh, you're going to be picking in the second round, second to last. You're going to be picking 15th with your first pick. His entire conversations that he's been having in free agency, everything that he's awesome. done since the season ended, it goes in the trash can. Yeah. Well, you know, the think- more important, you know, the more important thing is to also Ben. that's very true and that's very accurate. But the more important thing was you also wanted to make sure that managers also knew that if you made trades, you know, like they were like for future consideration, it's going to be honored. And, and it's also, it also allows people to use that as trades because right now, if we would have taken that away from Roxy and there's other deals on the table and someone goes, Hey, you know what? I'll give you my first round pick um, next year. They're going to, at the time, if we, if we took it around, they go, well, I don't know, you know, if your faction's gone, then we, it, it, then, then I'm not going to get that pick. But now I mean, they don't, I know you and I were texting about that, right? Yeah, I told you yeah. as a manager, I would have a hard time with confidence if those picks now. weren't at least in some way. Yeah, yeah. I think the fact that I think you did the correct thing because she traded for a pick. I think the Sam situation is just we're getting a little bit of a fresh start because that's that team's gone. But I do think that if you traded for an asset, being rewarded that asset is really important. I think if she hadn't gotten a pick, it would have been like that. That doesn't really make any sense. Right. So I think that's a good move, man. I think I think it's a really good move. Um, But so let's talk about this rule book for a second. I think a lot of fans have a lot of questions about it. You know, there's there's it's it's long. I know this because the player agreements had to have it as a part of the agreement. It had to be in there so we could actually review what the rules were going to be. Um, a lot of fans have had questions about how it came to pass. What were the different angles? You put a lot of different people over four or five different stages to make sure that this thing happened. You know, or initially I submitted, I think, a 20 page rough to you almost a year ago mm-hmm. that went through a legal process. Then it got put in front of uh, PJ, Frank Janish, myself, William the Beast Bibiani in a four hour session to review it line by line. Then it was taken by Bibiani. It was written over. There was a full rework of everything we had done. Then it went back to legal. And now we have the final version. Did we yeah. lose Christian? I'm here. I'm here. Um, so for anybody wondering who did this thing or how it got to how it got to be, these are the people that focus on the rules that think about this stuff more than anybody, plus a legal team, plus the question writer. So it's I I really do think that this rule book is is pretty uh is pretty damn good. It's it's long, and I think you guys are gonna really enjoy it. It's it's very comprehensive. Uh anything major in the rule book, Christian, that you want to tease now that, that doesn't currently exist in the show? 
no, but uh, well, I mean, I guess I guess the one thing that I will you guys keep talking about it. I don't know why my, my cameras are all screwy today. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. The the one thing I will say is that you guys have been talking about it. The the timeout that everyone has been talking about will indeed be implemented next season. There will be one timeout. Um, the other thing that I will say is that uh, William Bibiani, as you mentioned, who really did in, in a in, you all did, but Bibiani went above and beyond with everything that he did for writing up the, I mean, he's a tremendous writer, obviously, if you've ever read any of his work, um, but he put so much effort into it. He loves the Schmodown. He, he wants to, he, he was really on board to make sure that this thing was put together the right way after everything we came up with. I looked it over again, all the stuff that we came up with that we're going to, and, um, and he's going to go on a bunch of shows and probably including yours. And, and he'll be talking at length once the, uh, once the, um, rule book is out there he'll be talking more about um some of the new the new stuff that's been put out there so for fans that they have questions and stuff yeah we're gonna be bringing bibs on uh, he and i were talking earlier today about this you know once the once these few weeks here of prospective draft picks big people that are making moves uh are resolved i think after that we're gonna start bringing on some of the vets some of the pros as we get you know closer to the season so maybe that'll be a perfect opportunity once that book is released to, to do a full discussion on the show of course we could get bibs on the show later today if you guys donate for this match. So let's get in those super chats and streamlines. Um, so Christian star Wars, I want to talk about the star Wars division. Oh, he's gone. We lost him. This is like a, this is like a horror movie. Um, I want to talk about star Wars because there, you know, the draft list was put out. You had 140 people on the list. There's a ton of star Wars players on the list. And historically star Wars has been a division with, you know, a tournament or not even a tournament. Sometimes just, you know, last year was the first star Wars tournament, correct? It was the first full on eight person one we'd ever done. Uh, yes, it was. It was the first one that we had ever done. So this, this should work. Hopefully this works. So um, what can we expect this year from Star Wars? A possible expansion? How many matches? I mean, what, what, are, what are we thinking there? I mean, look, there's, there's, no, there's no guarantee here right now. I have to go through. There's a lot of other things I have to go through before I can make announcements on, on what's going to happen. Like, there's a potential, potential of two Star Wars tournaments. There's a potential of two Inner Geekdom tournaments. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, there, there's potential. I haven't made any decisions yet. So um, there are going to be a lot of the Star Wars. I my prediction is that the Star Wars division will be stronger than the Inner Geekdom division this year. Wow! Um, I think the amount of players that we have, we just got a bunch of Star Wars Newsnet um, competitors who are in the draft right now. I just received word today we have three players from Barstool that are coming in. Really, uh, from Star Wars division. Um, we're, uh, I mean, this this division is going to be pretty pretty insane. And and when you look at these people from DragonCon, from all these other places, it's going to be, uh, I don't know, it's going to be pretty solid this year. The the winner, DragonCon winner this last year, uh, a woman named Marie. Um, I know I saw that her name was on the list. Uh, that's you know one of the players. There's there's obviously a few different players in this DragonCon pool that have beaten Alex Damon. Um, what do you make of the DragonCon players? Um. I don't know enough about him yet. I mean, look, is it impressive that he, this guy beat um, that he beat Alex Damon and more than once, you know, you're talking about Thomas Harper now. That's who you're yeah, talking about. Thomas Harper, yeah. this guy that everyone's talking about. And, and a few of these people have um, have beaten Alex a couple times, you know, so I'm having a got my camera working again. Yeah, no, I it's good. <laughs> We're getting a, getting a workout, man. But the camera. Yeah, I'm glad to have a camera back. So um, give me give me one second, Ben. Give me one second. Yeah, you got it. 
So yeah, Dwayne and Goddard here. Let's let's talk through this for a minute. Obviously, you know, Dwayne, aspiring manager, Goddard, specialty player here. You know, does the intergeekdom stuff. What do you make of uh, so much focus being put on these specialty categories? You know, whether it's Star Wars, you know, jumping out ahead of intergeekdom potentially, or even two intergeekdom tournaments. I'll start with you, Goddard. How does that make you feel as a player that plays in that division? Oh no, I love it. I mean, we saw what, what happened when we had our one opportunity on the main page of Twitch. We got twelve thousand people live watching uh, the tournament finals. It was great. Like people love, everyone loves Star Wars, and to see these guys, I think that really does translate well with such a huge property. To see these deep cuts, you know, even someone that's never seen the Shmona, it's like. Yeah, I know that background character. I didn't know they had a name and backstory and, you know, like all these things that these guys know because they're freaks of nature when it comes to Star Wars. I love it. I was going to ask Christian, like, did we go over the inner geekdom and Star Wars points or, or is it? Yeah, we went we went over them. I missed it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah we talked about them a little bit earlier. So, okay, yeah, gotcha. it's uh, but we didn't go I over believe teams, but teams is the same as singles. Now, the other thing I didn't mention about teams, though, Ben, um, that I did mention on this call yesterday so, I mean, when I made my initial announcement with teams, um, so we we were in talks and we're pretty close with renting a theater um, to shoot matches and be able to get teams done and get everything done. This is when it looked like it was going to be a little, um, you know, with testing and production was open in L.A. L.A. is an absolute disaster zone right now. It's a disaster. Yep. Um, so... The idea of production, it's going to be shut down in L.A. again. The idea of it is slim to none. So right now, anyway. So the, the, my, the way that I'm going to approach this season is that the, the initial Wednesday, Thursday, Friday matches as we start, which will really start heating up in March, will consist of Star Wars, Inner Geekdom, and singles matches. Um, if we get to a place by April and May, maybe April, that if we're at a place where, okay, we don't look like it's going to be even close to getting back to shooting anything production-wise, then I'm going to start running some teams on on um, the whether it's the Thursday or Friday or maybe even a pay-per-view. I'm going to avoid teams' title matches for as long as possible. Um, the I'm going to avoid five-rounders for as long as possible with the potential of if we have to do five rounders, they're not going to be live. Um, they will, they definitely won't be live. Well, if we have to do it the way we did spectacular, which seemed to work, work pretty well, where we shoot them, put all the bells and whistles on them and then put them out on a pay-per-view, then we might do it the same way, the way we do spectacular. That's certainly possible. Uh, at least, you know, even for those people who complain, at least you get teams title matches. That's the only way that I would do it. Um, but it's certainly more possible now than it was when I initially, I, I still hate it. I, I despise it. I think that it's, uh, it, it takes away from what teams are. And I agree with I think Rachel Silvestrini says it. I know fans like to hear the interactions of the uh, players when they're talking to each other, but it's, it's hard for players to give up their secrets and do that on air. It's different if you can still do it for fans when we're in studio by miking them. If you mic them and then release it, on i'll ask goddard this like goddard if you're playing in a, in a team's match and i have you mic'd and i go don't worry about that they can't hear you but i'm going to show it on the on the on the patreon behind the scenes i'm sure you'd be more inclined to do that than to reveal everything that's going on in the live pay-per-view 
Absolutely. And, you know, uh, we talked about it before, even, you know, using a repeat the question on, you know, a five pointer or round two, you're using it for more time. You don't actually need to hear that question again. So it loses time. Like it is, it is such a big difference with teams. Like I, I get pre-recorded could still work, but I, I'm with you on the, the five rounders. Like they doing that as behind the scenes was such, such hard work and like so many moving parts and it just slowed the show down. It slowed down tremendously. And I think that what I'm going to do, especially for title matches and stuff too, I, I mean, if as even if we tape them a few days before and then release them as a like a live pay-per-view, the fans get a better production. The fans, I mean, there there were certain things like the spectacular, we, we consider doing spectacular live. Um, if the spectacular live, if spectacular would have been live the way that we I would have lost my mind. Everybody would have been exhausted. Um, the way that we did it, I was very happy with the way that it came out. The crew, the production team, everybody just destroyed on on how they how they did it. And I think that the pay per views this year will probably be close to the same. We'll do some live for sure because we wanted we're going to add something inside the Patreon for. Um, we, we are actually going to up the we're going to up the Q and A portion of it. Um, it's going to be exclusive. I think to twenty dollars patrons um, this season, but we're going to still do it for certain things, and we might even do it even if we pre tape that we might let certain uh, patrons in to to watch the match live. We don't know yet, so there's there's certain things for benefits to be uh, to be a patron. Um, so we we only have a few more minutes here, Chairman. So Goddard, I want to make sure we get some of these stream labs and these super chats answered while we have Christian here. Uh, do you have him barbarian? Have him come on next week. Yeah, we got, we're supposed to have a match going on. Uh, I, I think I know a guy that that they'll let you let you do the match next season, uh, next week. <laughs> I mean, uh, let me let me let me text them. Let's keep talking. Let's keep talking. Um, All right, uh, Justin the Juice, uh, Jacob uh, Wittenbin uh, will be taking over the Star Wars division. Alex Dreamin Damon may as well hand his in his belt while he can. The time has come for the Schmodown to be cleansed of all those boring amateurs. No competitor will be left besides Jacob. I like that Wittenbin kid. I, the one thing that the rookies need to realize, though, this is something, and maybe this is a message for all the rookies here if they're listening. A lot of rookies submitted tapes and good tapes, but a lot of rookies submitted, oh, you know, I'm going to be known as this person. No, you're not. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're not. So it's a, there's, there's it, when, when it comes into certain characters and certain things, I don't know where you've been drafted yet. I don't know uh, how I think you fit yet. So, um, you know, it's like there are a lot of people who are coming in. The, the one person that I will tell you is coming in. Uh, the, the only two people that I saw kind of come in um, was the Rager and uh and and brother lomas those are the two that will be uh, if they get drafted of course but uh but those are the two that i saw that you know i think that those particular names will will stay but um but you know just just be careful when you're out there cutting promos and you're going on other shows uh, don't start promoting yourself as something and then you you wind up debuting as something else it's just it's, it's just something to to be aware of if you get drafted that is oh okay uh brandon uh sorry dragon 17 Hey guys, if you both had to choose one player from each division to be your team, who would it be and why? If I had to pick anyone to be on my team, mm-hmm. uh, Snyder. It's an easy answer. He's your favorite player of all time. I'm pretty sure. I've, my you love Snyder. Player? I think you love Snyder more than anybody. Uh, I, Snyder is one of my favorite players. There's no doubt about it. Um, he he annoys me to no end when it comes to some of his antics. When he, but it also is what makes him so good. I mean, I played against him too. You know. Um, sometimes I want to choke him out when he, when he, he complains about the stupidest little things, but he also does it. Some, I, I know for a fact, sometimes he complains 
when he knows he's 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 like he, you know he's like John McEnroe, dude. He is he is complete. He's the John McEnroe of the Schmodown. Um, and but he's but he's a three time champ teams champion, and he's a brilliant player. He's a brilliant player. Uh, so it, it, with teams, uh, I he he'd be one he'd be one of the guys. Like the only problem is with him is that he he tends to give up sometimes when he's I, he I, I and when it comes to Roxy, Roxy really has managed him to um to even more to bring out the greatness that he has inside of him. People are going oh without Roxy he'd be nothing. He, he you got to have something inside you. You got to have you got to have the thing, and he's got the thing. Roxy just brings it out. I mean, I've seen more than once, uh, you know, one of my, my, my single favorite movie of all time is this movie Warrior, which uh, I know you like that movie as well. Um, and there's the, the why are we here speech the Frank Grillo gives to Joel Edgerton. Why are we here, Brendan? Why are we here? Just before he has to kick uh, Kurt Angle's ass. Uh, and it's, it's the best thing ever. And when I saw Roxy in the match with Snyder, I think it was against Irwin and he was just losing it. And she had one of those, what are you doing? Shape up speaches. I was like, this is the pure warrior speech. This was is that in a sports movie. movies are. I was a big boxing fan. Um, Teddy Atlas used to manage um, Michael Moore and he gave a couple famous speeches. One was against uh, Franz Botha and one was against Holyfield. And he had, uh, and, and it absolutely reminded me of that. She just screaming at him in the corner, like with smelling salts. Cause uh, he's been, he's been, he's been cooked a few different times. So. Yeah. I mean, he's absolutely, absolutely. And I've never played Snyder in singles. You know, that is one of the, that's, that's one true. of the guys. It's one of the guys. He's one of the, like the legend players that I've never gone up against. Almost all the other big players at this point I've played, one way or another, uh, well, he's, finally, bibs. he's finally getting his, uh, his wish. He's playing Merle. He's finally getting his wish. I know it's look, it's going to be huge. It's going to be absolutely huge. I think my answer to that question, who would be my, it's different. If you ask me for a single match, if you're asking me who to be my teammate for a whole season, those are different answers. Um, I think if you're going to go with a single match, it's I'm a numbers guy. You just go, who's the best player, right? You just take the best player out there. So you're picking one of the top players at the time. And it's hard to not just say it's Merle. He's the best player that's ever played it. Irwin, statistically one of the greatest players of all time. McQueenie, best teams player. Snyder, probably the other best teams player ever. These are all guys that I think I would go into battle with if I wanted to win a single match. If you're talking about a whole season to be on a team with someone, I mean, there's any number of players. Barbarian was an unbelievable trainer to me last season. He was just right. incredible, right? Like that guy, that guy was in my corner every day of the week. Andrew Guy, you know, I had the most fun in the world playing on that team. So that I think those are if you're looking to play with somebody a whole season, I think it's a different answer. But single match, you just take yeah. one of the best players. That's yeah, I just I just think Snyder's the best team player that we've ever seen, hands yeah. down. I don't think there's anybody better than Snyder when it comes to teams. Yeah. Dragon seventeen again for all the managers watching. You should draft Nikki the Egg Lord from Action Army. Ben, can you tell how good she is? I mean, Nikki's incredible. She's she's great. She's she's one of my favorites. Huge Action Army uh, stalwart. She she cleaned up on here when she came on for a fan match. Um, I know that. I so this this where I wanted to I want to add on to that. Just take a quick break from the super chats and streamlabs here, Chairman. So, 140 people, only 96 draft spots. A lot of people aren't going to get drafted. And I'm, we're not just talking fan leaguers. We're not just talking fan leaguers that won't get drafted. You know, we're talking about probably, you know, respectable people, people, maybe some vets in the league, uh, people who have been brought in, you know, as first timers who've been announced. What do you make of that? I mean, what do you, is it just for you? It's just regular sports. Not everybody gets drafted. Not everybody gets drafted. Plus the fact that it's going to go, um, it, you know, like I said, like my, my goal is to form a, a, a very competitive, By, yeah, I'm here. You hear me? No, we lost him. It seems like you're lagging for a second here. Me? I mean, unless 
It says my internet connection is unstable, but Dwayne, it's good now. I don't know. Every, everyone's good now. Everyone's good. All right. Good. So okay. the, but anyway, the minor leagues themselves would be run by a totally different team, uh, a new writing team. Like I couldn't put PJ and, and his uh, crew on the minor leagues. I have to get a new writing team. I'd have to get new uh, producers for the, for this. We would probably run it on Twitch. There's a lot of things that we'd have to do. Um, but a lot of these people that are not get that's the intent. The intent is that the people that are not going to get drafted are going to play in the minor leagues. Um, it would be exclusive, obviously, if you're in the minor leagues for the for the Schmodown, you're in the minor leagues for the Schmodown. So that's something that people would have to also want to do. Um, Dwayne, you hear me? Yeah, I, just, um, I keep I keep losing you guys. I don't know what's we seem to be both cutting out here, Christian. I don't know what the hell's going on. You hear me now, or am I gone for you yeah, too? No, I got you guys both back now. Huh? Um, I'm not sure what to make of it. I'm not sure what to make of it. You want to, Christian? You want to jump out? And I'll I'll take over for a second, jump right back in, and I'll do the same. Um, I, I know, you know, Christian's talking about the, uh, the, the minor league system and, and I think what would happen with that. And that's been the expectation. I think of a lot of people, I think a lot of people assume that same thing. That's, that's what I've kind of assumed when I've been asked those same questions. Uh, it's, that's probably what'll happen. And you, you know, you also figure 12 people per roster, you know, some of those people will start the season. They'll maybe play a match. Maybe they'll play a match early. They lose that first match. Maybe they get cut they get, they get swapped out for somebody mid season. Um, I think it's totally reasonable to think. And, and I think there are some people just like in any sport, maybe who have played for a season or two and, you know, have, have considered playing and then they want to do it. And then maybe they, they don't get drafted. And now it's time to retire. I mean, you see it all the time in the NBA or in the NFL, you're wondering if this running back is going to get drafted. Are they going to, are they, are they going to get signed to a team is what I should mean to say. And then, you know, it gets to this point, the running back doesn't get signed. And then, you know, they announce their retirement week before the season. You see it every year, same thing in, in, in the NBA. So I, I think that the 140 versus the 96 is a little bit of a deceptive number. You're talking about 44 players that are potentially on the cutting room floor of those 44. I can't imagine more than 10 or 15 of them are going to be players that are really invested in playing uh, and, and really want to be on a team. And I think there will be a couple of tough decisions. People that don't make it um, wouldn't surprise me, you know, but I, and I just think that's a reality. Um, are you guys is able to Nikki hear? in the draft, by the way, Nikki Eglard. Yeah. Uh, she was not announced on the list of uh, on the list of players on the on the initial draft players list. So I don't know I don't know what the system is in place is going maybe going to happen as far as anybody else announced. But on that initial 140, she wasn't on the list. And is that the full list? Is no one? Uh, I, I thought more people were getting announced. Or is that everybody? I that I don't know. That I don't okay. Know. That'd be that'd be, a, that'd be a chairman question here. And I don't know if we can, lost Christian or if he's rebooting or what? But uh, since we have a second bin, can you go over the inner geekdom points again? Because I seem to have missed it. Uh, did he? Did y'all talk about the the point totals for inner geekdom? Because I completely missed it. So I'd love a refresher on that if I missed it. We were uh, yeah, we were talking through it earlier. Um, I I think I think he said uh, somebody in the chat here probably can confirm it. But I want to say he said Star Wars is staying exactly the same at three points. I think Inner Geekdom it's the same, unless Inner Geekdom increased by a point. But I think Star Wars and IG are still three. Uh, Got it. That's that's what I think. So uh, I'm gonna just find out from Christian here if he's uh, if he's gonna be coming back on. Yeah, because obviously we will pivot. If not, there are some other streamlabs and super chats for him. Any that we can answer now without the chairman here, Goddard. 
Uh, let me see. <laughs> I think they're all, uh, hey, Christian. Hey, Harloff. Uh, let me scroll up real quick. Streamlabs is super slow on my laptop. Give me a second. Uh, and now nah, they're all, they're all for Christian right now. They're all for Christian. Super chat. Um, oh, uh, uh, from KM reviews. And uh, that's for Christian. Uh, Josh Domash, Snyder versus Merle. Crazy. Great. Uh, and then Alex Q let's get this started. Beast versus barbarian. Thank you guys so much for the super chats. Um, uh, I, 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 I mean, Snyder Merle is going to be a hell of a match. I'm really excited I'm, for that match. I mean, uh, Snyder said from day one, that's who he wanted to play. And now we're getting it for a shot saying, at the belt. He's been saying it for literally years. He's been insufferable on that one for years. Years. Can't wait to see that happen. You wonder. I, I feel like Snyder won't hold back. Players don't usually go at Dan Merle. Uh, Andrew Guy is one of the rare players I can think of that's ever really gone at him with attitude. You wonder if Snyder's going to go at him with heavy attitude. So, uh, Ben, I got a question. Like, I under like everyone understands like the technical side of not having teams, you know, uh, mm-hmm. with streamyards and stuff. How do you feel about that? Because um, you know, you're a big teams player. Who's the boss? Is a great team. Uh, team action was great. Uh, how do you how do you feel about just doing singles, uh, IG, and Star Wars for now? Well, there's oh. a lot of love for the division. Huge love yeah. for the division. People Absolutely. love teams. So uh, I understand, obviously, what with the with chairman who's back on now is saying. Yeah, but about- Ben, actually, I just want to let you guys know real quick and let you. I, I actually have to jump. I have to jump into a phone call that uh, I'm needed for. So um, I thank you to everybody out there for um, all this stuff. Once again, if you're able to patreon.com slash schmodown, this is the year that you want to do it out of any year we've ever done it. This is the year. And then once I'm able to make another uh, announcement in regards to the faction merch and how that's all playing into it, uh, it's going to be another massive, massive um, announcement. So, Check out the the full-on uh, list. Frank Janish put up the full list of everybody who's drafted. That is, it's updated on the show, on the, on the website. You go to theschmodownlive.com. Go check that out. But really, this is the year. Patreon.com slash schmodown. Do it and let the English see you do it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, all right, Harloff. Thanks for coming on today, guys. I guess his uh, the super, super chats is three months for Christian. We'll, we'll just uh, have to answer without him. I'll speak on his behalf unofficially, unofficially. Um, but uh, as far as that team division question goes, I'm sure it's one that a lot of people are wondering about. And the way I feel about it is very simply, it's a hugely popular division. Um, I know because I know because there had been uh, quite a bit of stuff going on with, with uh, the difficulties of filming five round matches. Um, you know, you guys got to see a great product, obviously, uh, when we, we actually debuted Spectacular. But there was definitely some, some uh, hiccups in getting that all filmed. And the thing about that is it's not just a production deal because the way that it actually works to sequence the filming of these things, when there is a mishap, let's say it is in a speed round, or let's say it is in a round two where people are talking and there's a, a short connection, it's not just like, we'll just give you a fresh question or we'll give us more time. It changes the whole flow of the match. It changes the entire flow of the way the players actually feel while they're playing the match. And that's really, really important to pay attention to and to not let happen. Um, because, you know, that's what, you'll, that's what you'll think about when you lose the match. You'll go back to how your vibe got totally thrown off and your confidence got, you know, screwed. So I think it's smart to wait until we have a more sustainable way. I think doing a three-round match is a little easier than a five-round match in teams, which I think is what Christian's plan is going to be. Uh, but, you know, I, I believe that teams will happen. It might just happen in the spring. And I'll have a phenomenal teammate on a great faction when it happens. I'm very, you know, confident in that. I feel good about that. So um, that's kind of how I feel about that. But guys, uh, coming up right now, we have our second guest of the day, my former trainer, my former faction mate, the unofficial liaison for the Finstock Exchange. The Barbarian enters the show now. 
Barbarian, how you doing? I'm doing great, Ben. Thanks for having me. How you doing? Uh, look, man, I'm doing well. It's good to see you. It's been a while. It's been a while. You and I had some uh, some battles. You know, you you and I, you, you know, we knew each other well this last season. I think there was a bit mm-hmm. of an assumption at one time, it feels like years ago now, that we would have just, you know, been a team. That's what was yeah. going to happen. No question. And then that idiot decided to to make things difficult for me. And uh, here we are. I, I can be honest with people, though. I've had a lot of conversations with both Dagnino and Barbarian. Yeah. And I, I can and be I, real I, with that. And I, I would like to come to Dagnino's defense. You know, first off, I got to say, you know, it, you know, I don't know that my role is uh, explicitly the uh, de facto liaison. I, you know, look, until the uh, free agency uh, special happens, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not officially committed to any to any faction. But uh, what I am doing, same as you are doing, is trying to get the best possible situation for myself. And I, I'm a firm believer that uh, Tom Dagnino uh, does have a lot going on. I think that Tom Dagnino does know what it means to uh, does know what's needed to succeed in this league. I think he's taken his lumps this season because he made some uh, major missteps, and I think he's learned from that. And I think he's, uh, you know, going to be coming back into this new season ready for war. And I think he's, uh, you know, taken. He's 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 taken his lumps and now he's uh you know he's paid his dues time after time and he served his sentence committed no crime so this year so we you say so you say uh you know there was an article that was released last week RTQ published it uh, David Sackrider wrote that uh, talks were heating up I was going to come back to the exchange and you know I, when I was asked about it I. I was honest. There's a, there's an epic offer on the table. You know, that uh, it's, it's look, the man is a three-time champion uh, in, in the manager of the year race and mm. he's in, a winner. I mean, I think he's a moron. I think he's a complete buffoon, but when somebody comes at you and says, uh, this is the offer and it is a huge offer. I do. I, you know, I'm going to be honest guys. I'm, I'm not crazy. I am thinking about the best position for myself and I'm a mercenary. You know, I go where the best deal is. And so mm. that's how I feel about it. But uh, you have been talking to not just me, Barbarian. You've been pitching a lot of people, um, a lot of people. T- talk to me a little bit. What are you? What are you seeing? What's the chatter? Are you? Are you? You know? Or how are you feeling being in this world? You know, it's. I, I've almost found this off season to be more entertaining than the season itself. I mean, I love the season. I love competing. But um, you know, I, I feel I've felt like this off season's been almost like a different kind of strategy game, and it's a lot of uh, you know knowing the knowing the players and knowing the board and trying to figure out the the best moves possible i mean it's i don't want to give too much away because you know at this again at this point nothing's locked in there's still a ton of moving parts but um the one the one thing i'll say right now is i believe that guy brush faction... underscore three would donated twenty dollars great oh. jacket bob thank you Hell appreciate it Thank you. It's uh, it's the jacket I wore to the draft. It's uh, this was a Christmas gift from uh, Red Sonia uh, last year that uh, she got me. We wore it to New Year's Eve uh, last year, and uh, wore it to the draft. And it's a very special jacket for me. But uh, the one thing I was going to say is that uh, you know I I am convinced that whatever faction I'm on next year is going to be the winning faction. So I'll say to you, Ben, what I'll say to anyone: it, to paraphrase the greatest governor in California's history. Come with me if you want to win. All right. Fair enough, Barbarian. I think uh, 
maybe you aren't the unofficial liaison for the exchange. Maybe that's just the place where you feel like you have the most swing. Um, but it is impressive. It is impressive that you came in as a rookie wearing that jacket last season uh, when I was hammered, doing my best to lose the belt physically, <laughs> uh, quizzing me on Oscars trivia as we as we left the comedy store last year. And I drunkenly was like, ah, Lee Eckert, uh, I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, it's impressive that you've managed to take that and, and seemingly solidify yourself what feels like a spot on a faction. A lot of people don't have the luxury. It seems to me from what I'm hearing, your name has not come up as somebody who's going to be drafted. Your name has come up as somebody who is locked into a roster. Now, a lot of the top players have at least been discussed or talked about. Um, you, I know that you're, I know you have your personal beautiful mind draft board set up and, you know, you've been thinking about uh, all of the different places that people are going to go. Yeah. There are their group of people, though, that kind of occupy the end of the roster, the end of sort of signed faction rosters in the beginning of the draft, right? They exist somewhere as they might get retained as the third or they might end up as one of the top five picks. And those are the really interesting ones because you're trying to navigate who's going to be there, who's talking to who. And those dominoes are just starting to fall. Are you hearing rumblings that are making making decisions a little easier for you? Um, you know, I, I haven't yet heard which dominoes have fallen yet. I know that uh, in my mind, I've got an ideal scenario that uh, I want to have play out, but uh, you know, as, as, uh, as the season, as the off season progresses, the, the board, the board changes, you know, we went from having 10, 10 uh, spots on the roster to 12 spots on the roster. And people don't understand what a big dynamic change that is for off season plans. And now we're talking about, you know, Star, you know, originally Christian had said there would be no Star Wars tournament next year. Now he's saying there might be two Star Wars tournaments next year. You know, it's, you know, and a change like that, you know, significantly changes the value of Star Wars players, in my opinion. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a constant moving board. I, uh, you know, in my mind, I'm interested in playing with the best people. And I think the best people are the people at the top of the, you know, the people at the top of the board. Now there's some people that I've talked to have said immediately that, uh, you know, there's absolutely no way that I'm leaving this faction, you know, that I won't give those names, but I think some of them are pretty obvious. And then there's other people I've spoken to who, uh, you know, there, there are people I hadn't immediately thought to approach who um, I'd heard, Oh, they actually are interested in leaving the faction. So I've talked to them too. And, you know, it's uh I don't know that any of the, the pieces that hadn't been solidified before have began, but begun to solidify, but I'm sure if they have, the dominoes are falling into place that, uh, you know, will, it will, you know, it, it will make uh, things easier. But I, I think, you know, as of, as of right now, we, we have in mind what we want. Uh, by, and, and by that, I mean, the conversations I've had with, 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 uh, you know, Dagnio and Roca, at this point, uh, and, and again, I don't know if, you know, look, Ro Roca, you know, and, and Dagnito seem to be on the same page coming out of uh, uh, Spectacular. So I don't want to, you know, I'm assuming that they both want to <laughs> want the same things. I don't want to speak out of turn on the show. But point is, can someone put some music to this dance? <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Look, Thanks I know what you're doing, Barbarian. You don't, you don't, you, you can, you can speak as coy and, and political as you want. Yeah. Uh, you know, the guy that runs the exchange is a moron. He's got assets to offer. He's one manager of the year a lot of times. Sometimes he's a good guy to play for. I think you're going to play for him. That's just the truth. You can say what you want about who you're going to play with. We'll see what happens. The bottom line is 
you've got a lot of mountain to climb next year, like a lot of us do. Yeah. And you got pretty close this last year, but I you missed so. one question. Yeah. You missed okay. one question in a big match mm-hmm. against William the Beast Bibiani. Mm-hmm. and uh, i know you've thought about that match i know you've thought mm-hmm. long and hard about all the reasons you lost the match mm-hmm. about th- the single reason that we lost that you lost the match and i know bibiani is in the chat right now he's been hanging out all day because we have the potential to see a rematch now granted it's not an official match it's only going to be a 10 question exhibition but i specifically asked my question writer to give me advanced level questions this week just in case because i know you idiots would go 10 for 10 both of you both of you would make it impossible for me to actually get a clear winner unless I had some hard questions. So, look, guys, if you want to see this matchup at the end of the show, we'd start this match here in about 25 minutes. Bibiani is available. We confirmed him this morning. He will jump in. We will do the 10-question 1v1 Barbarian versus the Beast, the rematch. How would you feel about that, Craig? You excited for it? I, I am excited for it. Look, look, there's... You know, it's it sticks in my craw that my singles season, you know, came down to you know missing one missing one question against a perfect game, and <laughs> I'd love to prove that uh, I can you know I can win that title. You know, you know it's it's I don't want to take anything away from from Adam Collins because Adam Collins had you know an amazing season. He did something no one's ever done before. Uh, he's undefeated in singles, but. You know, for me, I, I would almost I would say I'm, I'm jealous of that because I felt like I had the potential to do what he did. And I ran into a buzzsaw, which was William Bibiani playing the best three round match that anyone has ever played in the Schmodown. But if uh, Frankie numbers uh, on the Schmodown site, the underscore uh, K underscore Wolf donated twenty dollars. First off, salute Ben. Always great to see you. But no one has asked the real question. Barbarian. How is Elvis doing? Great question. Elvis is doing fine. He's here with me. Uh, I like to keep him to the side when, when it's not time for a match because you know I don't I I've uh, you know don't want to don't want to feed his ego too much. He uh, you know he lets things go to his head. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I get distracted by the by that. But I'll 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 just say that uh, you know I the, I feel like I have the potential to do what Collins did. If you look at uh, the uh, the numbers, Frankie, Frankie, uh, Frankie numbers put up on the Shmodan site uh, some advanced analytics. That match that Bibiani, Bibiani and I had set several records, uh, including highest uh, accuracy in a match and highest PPE in a match. Um, we and, all look for reasons to justify things. We're not holding the trophy, my friend. Trust hey, me, we all do it. Oh yeah, no, no. Look, look, and I know at the end of the day. Uh, there's there's a phrase that the stats is for losers, and that's true. That's true. Stats are for losers. And when I and what that phrase is meant to be is that when you don't get the W, you look at uh, the stats and say, well, this is the, you know these stats show that I should have that trophy. But you know, look at the end of the day, I don't. The only gold I have right now is this jacket. But uh, I've got you know not just one mountain to climb. I got three mountains to climb next season, and I'm looking to climb all three of them. So you want to be in singles, you want to be in teams, you want to be in inner geekdom. Have you mm-hmm. considered Star Wars? I've considered Star Wars. JD Dimash donated creator. $20. Let's get that rematch. Yes. Let's get I, that rematch. Goddard, where, where are we at? Are we, we were like 160, 170, somewhere in there? Are we close to 200? Uh, after that one, I'll, I'll double check, but we're close to 190. One, okay, we're almost, uh, okay. We're almost to 200. Prayer. Yeah. So guys, yeah, we've got we've got about 20 minutes, 20 and change left. So let's say if, if there's there's 500 of you watching right now, if, if a bunch of you guys put in two bucks, 
If a hundred of you guys put in two bucks, we'd get there like that. Let's get in those donations. Let's hit that goal. Let's get that match. Sorry, Barbarian, keep going. Yeah, no, no worries. Look, I, I love the donations. Love the love the streamlabs. Um, so part of studying for intergeekdom is studying Star Wars. And so I've studied quite a bit of Star Wars, but uh, you know, the Star Wars level of, inter, of intergeekdom questions versus Star Wars level of Star Wars division questions are significantly different. So I, you know, and and with uh, both singles and intergeekdom, there have been a ton of new movies uh, added to wheel slices this year. So I've got a lot more studying to do before I'm able to, you know, make sure that I'm in peak shape to, uh, to win those, those winning those three divisions. Uh, and I'm going to do that before I try to tackle the star Wars division. But at some so point I would like at, to enter it. Yeah. I think, you know, I talk to me in 60 days. We'll see how I feel about it. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> It's going to happen, people. One of these days, I'm just going to do it secretly. I'm not even going to tell you. I'm just going to, I'm going to like, I'm going to do like a TikTok vlog series, like wearing a mask or something. So nobody knows who I am. I don't even know what it'll be, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm eventually going to do it. I have to do it. I've got to do it. Uh, Maybe. But anyway, um, so so talking about more stuff going on this year, uh, a lot of hype going on with you. These players that, that people are talking to, one of the big names, Marisol. Marisol mm-hmm. McKee, uh, right now the consensus number one pick, a player that is, is, is heavily in demand by corruption. Uh, mm-hmm. Adam Collins has made it clear that's who he wants to play with. Shannon's made it clear that's who she wants. How do you guys look at Marisol McKee? I mean, how does, how does she look to, 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 I guess I shouldn't say you guys. I just keep assuming you're on the exchange. I just yeah. keep assuming. How do you I'll, look I'll, at Marisol? I'll say I'll say this. I feel like right now there there are two, two there are like two tiers of players. I like you know I'm I'm a fan I'm a fantasy football player. So I I draft via tiers. Here comes uh, Zena Warrior Kitten. Zena, say hello. Zena says hello. All right, there we go. And uh, so when I do my fantasy football drafting, I draft things in tiers. And I look at uh, you know there's the elite tier and the near elite tier. And uh, I think that in the slowdown, the people that are the elite and the near elite tiers are the people that should be either kept or drafted in the first round. And I do believe that she falls in uh, one, at Danny least one Green of those two Kent tiers. Danny Green can't shoot donated $20. Let's get that rematch. Yep. Yeah, I, no, I, I definitely believe in uh, that Marisol is in one of those top two tiers, uh, whether it's elite or near elite. I think that uh, she proved, not only did she show that... Uh, she is a high-level competitor. She also showed that she is willing to put in the effort to improve. Her improvement from her first match to her final team's match was very impressive, even though that was a match they, they lost. It's like, you know, but at the same time, what's interesting to me is that while, while Shannon really wants Marisol back, I think it's silly for people to say, well, that's, that's what, all they need in order to uh to win i mean for so a i feel like any team collins versus anyone collins plus anyone and maybe even the first three tiers would be a formidable team you know so i don't think that uh you know that she's necessarily a linchpin in that in that setting uh just because of you know you know they they have so many other options they could go to but uh in terms of you know, her, her qualities, I, I would put her up there with, like I said, everyone, I would put her up there in the, the top two tiers. Yeah. Very, very, I, I think, I think you're pretty much on the same page as most people when it Zach comes to that. $20. Hey, what's going hey. on? Happy to see that <laughs> donation there. Uh, you know, we'd have to be starting this match here in about 15, maybe 20 minutes. So, um, 
In the meantime, I know we had a bunch of lingering Super Chats and Streamlabs. We're going to have to answer on Christian's behalf here together. We'll have to do our best on that. Um, Goddard, I'm going to bring you in. Let's start rifling through some of these. Be sure to get your questions in for Craig. And this is the time to get us to that goal, guys. I want to see it. Are you kidding me? Absolutely, I'd want to see it. This is, this is two Titans facing off. I'm so tempted to say, and if we hit a certain goal, I'll throw myself in the mix. But there's no chance. There's no <laughs> chance I'm going to do that. I'm not going to put myself out there for that. I just want to see these guys clash already, it out. You've already oh, read the answers. Oh, so ben, ben always wants to put himself in the fan matches, but never in this one. Oh, okay, I see I see how it is, Ben. I put myself up against Dan Merle and John Roca. You know? Let's That's what I have to say. match. Hashtag it. Uh, what was that? Oh, I, I, I missed that one. I'll calculate that one. Uh, Dustin Deboik, Bo- uh, uh, cheering for Bibbs. Let's get this. Storeroom. Uh, Storeroom and KM were wondering if they have until Friday for auditions, if we are still taking auditions. You know, yes. I, this is what I'd tell you guys. Uh, I, I actually don't know that. If, if you know that to be true, Barbarian, then great. Okay, that's true. Everybody says that's yeah, true. Yeah I, yeah, I reached out to Christian earlier because I know some people that were planning to apply that had not applied yet. Uh, I, I, believe it's, that, uh, uh, yeah. I believe it's 9 a.m. PST is the deadline on Friday. Got it. Yeah. So that initial draft, so that initial list that we have of 148 people could grow it uh, even more. It could be 200 people. So, yeah. uh, you know, I I would also say some people who, you know, have applied and haven't uh, gotten in, gotten accepted yet, you know, keep, keep the faith, keep the hope because it, you know, it still might come through. Sean Sullivan, 60 days, bring it on, Ben. (laughs) I want to see it. I want to give it to me. Look, Sully is a player that I, I think is being a little overlooked in this process. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I called Sully. Uh, I called Sully last week just to have and, and a big shout to my man, Sean Sullivan. Uh, mm-hmm. put this, he put this online, but car broken into, Magic the Gathering collection stolen. Um, so, so bummed to hear. It happened to me when I was 19. I had a back window smashed, uh, an old Nokia phone that was this big. And, uh, you know, my first major magic card collection, a binder this thick, like all the good stuff I had collected up until the time I was 19, over a decade. Uh, and it was heartbreaking. It was the absolute worst thing in the world. It's not only is it violating, but it's just those are special to you. You spend time, card at a time, and, and they all have memories associated. It's just such a crappy thing. So, you know, big salute to my guy, Sean Sullivan, for that. I, I hate to hear that. But, you know, we talked a little bit about Star Wars, and, and he gave me some player evaluations, what he thought, who was out there. I'm still just trying to get a sense, same as you, Barbarian, what's out there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what Sully has to say, what he has to do here. You know, mm-hmm. anytime, anytime that you're getting a, you know, anytime you're getting not the respect you deserve, it makes you hungrier to go out there and, yeah. and stomp all over people. So I'll see you in 60 days. Just kidding. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do that. Yeah, we know. <laughs> well, uh, by the that- way, that last, uh, sorry to interrupt, Barbarian, that last uh, donation that we missed, that was from Quiz Show for $160. Wow. So $100. And sixty dollars. Wow. That's my man, Jeff Quiz Show Alterman. A big salute to you, Quiz Show. Uh, Action Army salute General, Jeff. member of the Nerds and Suits Patreon as well. One of the best people in the business. Incredible trivia player. I'm not even kidding. If I put Quiz Show in a match against you and you and Bibiani, I think there's a decent chance he wins. He's that good. Wow. He's that good. He he actually tried to get me to come in for a a, a Patreon match that I think that uh, you were doing at one point a couple weeks ago. I was I was a little busy. I think it was around Christmas time. He'd uh, yeah. reached out to me. Yeah, but uh, he's I'm, he's a phenomenal player. I mean, I I you know I yeah. beat him eight seven in a, in a match the other night. Kidding quiz <laughs> show. <laughs> Uh, anyway, guys. Okay, it sounds like we hit the goal here. Um, so, any, any, let's let's read some of the rest of these super chats and stream labs. A big thank you to you, uh, Jeff, for getting that in. It's gonna be exciting mm-hmm. to see this. 
All right, one second, just refreshing real quick. One, one other thing I was just going to say about about uh, Sully again, the, those announcements about the uh, Star Wars, you know, the expansion of the Star Wars division, huge. You know, that's that's going to really pump up Sean's value. You know, he's he's uh, a committed individual. He's, he spends a lot of time, uh, not only uh, studying Star Wars, but a lot of time uh, with the Schmodown. And you know, you get all these new people coming in who don't know what they're getting themselves into. You know, Sean's got a leg up on them. I mean, there's for no sure. doubt about it. That's the big question everybody seems to have for the Star Wars players. I mean, specifically for the three Dragon Con, you know, pe- people, all three of whom at one time or another have beaten uh, both the Daemons, uh, by the way. All the Daemons have played in those matches. So, you know, Thomas, Marie, and Zach all have, have taken care of business there. Um, you know, you have them. You have these the, the Star Wars writers from Star Wars Net. You've got these Barstool players. All these people who know a lot about Star Wars. I, I mean, here's the thing. I believe Quavedo knew a tremendous amount about Star Wars. That guy's a good player. He had just never played the Schmodown before, you know? I mean, he definitely missed some questions that others would, but I don't think it's like his talent level was significantly lower. I just think when you come in, you have to be so razor sharp dialed because that one miss is that that's the difference. That's your whole season. You might not play again. You know, if, if there's two Star Wars tournaments and there's Star Wars matches scattered, I can guarantee you, you this is what's going to happen. Bring Every faction is going to donated $50 for the Beast Barbarian match. Thank you so much for that. That's that's huge. Big day for us here. Big day for us here. Um, I'll tell you what, just because I know that we, we've been asking, they're pouring in, that means we're up to 450. If we get to 500, I'll extend the match to 15 questions. It'll be, we'll do a 15 question, make it a little longer, uh, just, just to make sure. We're going to need 15 anyway, because these guys are going to go 10 for 10 in the first 10, I'm sure of it. Um, I'm just going to start cutting words out of the questions to make them harder. That's what I like to do. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, I like that's that, what we need yeah. to do. Yeah, just see how many questions. So, like, do it like name that tune where we can say, okay, I can answer it in three questions, three words, or I can answer it in four words, you know, that sort of thing. Question one What movie? <laughs> All right, I got it. Answer the question. Uh, the pl- D Train. Uh, any update on adding Mandalorian to Star Wars Division, Harloff? In my opinion, that division desperately needs Mandalorian to keep it fresh. It'll also attract new fans because let's face it, Mandalorian saved Star Wars. It didn't, but okay. <laughs> You know, I, mean, I think I think that's a thing that probably eventually will happen. Um, if I had to guess, I think it's a it's totally realistic to think that eventually it's going to happen. It's not going to happen this year. But look, here's the truth: if we get high level Star Wars content, and that Star Wars content is coming out on streaming platforms, and everyone's watching all these additional shows and talking about it, by next season, it's totally conceivable that you know Star Wars takes on an even bigger role of importance in the Schmodown, and we need to expand the field. And if you add all that supplemental material, all the shows and everything that are coming out, I do think that the division becomes. I don't want to say more interesting, but I think it becomes a little bit less myopic when it comes to the, the fan perspective of you guys are just scouring these movies for every last little detail. You know, you have to be a little more immersed in the whole Chris world of Star Wars. $40. Very cute to think you beat me, Ben. I beat you hammer drunk. Imagine what I can sew when I'm sober. It's all a hustle Ouch. for this show. It's all a hustle for Ouch. the day that you get drafted into the Schmodown. We both know what's going to happen. I'm going to I'm going to go perfect and crush you. Crush so your the, dreams. The thing is, if we if we add Mandalorian into Star Wars, does that mean we're going to start adding in all the Disney Plus MCU shows as well? So I, was, I was reading up on uh, WandaVision. I'm very excited about WandaVision's coming out in ten days. And do you do you know how much money? that budget was for that tv series wandavision yeah uh hundred million dollars maybe 225 million dollars wow they put a ton of money into that and so we're getting we're getting blockbuster level content uh but in the form of a tv show so the question is you know and it's tied to the overall universe 
So, you know, will that be added into inner geekdom? I mean, as of now, no, but if we start doing that with uh, the other Disney plus shows, cause I feel like, I feel like the star Wars Disney plus shows are equivalent to the uh, MCU Disney plus shows. What do you got here, Dwayne? I was going to say on that note, just talking with PJ, because I've actually talked to him about this specifically, the reason that they're considering Mandalorian is just because as of right now, other than Rogue Squadron, which is three years out, there's no new content for Star Wars. Whereas you still have 26 movies as far as like the MCU is concerned, whereas you have nine or 10 for Star Wars. So it's like... It's because of episodes. how much content you have. That's why they have to kind of grab whatever they can. Yeah. But, I think as the stuff, I think as, as the stuff expands, I got to tell you guys, I'm so excited for WandaVision and for the, the MCU shows, and I'm very excited mm-hmm. for these Star Wars shows. And I think if they do it correctly, where they're making this stuff canon and they're making it with those budgets, I think someday, maybe even as soon as next year, I could totally see an MCU division. I would be happy to have. Mm-hmm. I would be happy to have that. Um, I think the Star Wars division expanding, I think, you know, the, the, the more fandom that gets associated with these properties and they get expanded, why not? You know, I, I mean, why not? So, yeah. Um, right, um, but uh, yeah, it looks like we have a handful a, a, more. A lot, a lot of these are for Christians, so it's going to be hard for us to answer them, guys. So I apologize that well, he had so in a, some a cases, yeah, In some cases, I might actually know. And I will say this because I just had this idea. I think we've actually made it to 500 now, Goddard. You can confirm we have, that. We have, we have, we have. We're past 500. So I got one last challenge for you guys here. Um, and even if you have to jump off God over the heart out, then no worries. If we get to 600, I have a special, unique game. I'm going to make these guys play on air against each other after the match. It's an additional piece of trivia. Uh, it's something I like to do. And, uh, and what it is, is I'm going to name an actor or an actress. And these guys are going to have to go back and forth naming one movie they've been in until somebody gets stumped. There'll be a quick clock on the back and forth. We've all played this game on road trips and I'm not going to tell you who I'm going to pick until it actually happens. That's what we'll end the show with after the 15 question match. If we get to 600, if you guys want to see it, I'm going to pick it. I'm going to make these guys go head to head. Bibiani didn't even know. I just announced this on air right now. I just came up with it. All right, let's read these. Let's read these donations before we start the match. Uh, okay. Uh, Brett Walker, Christian, do you have any uh, top rookie of the year contenders for 2021? A top three? So yeah, that's a tough one. I know he's excited. He's, he's talked a lot and, and, you know, we, we've seen already Rick Raddus go on a show, you know, brother Lomas. Um, there's a, there's a number of other people that I think have, have been discussed. Um, I think probably some of those, some of those IG and star Wars players. I know there's some hype surrounding the dragon con kids. As far as a singles teams player, I haven't heard much, but that's, uh, that's what we're thinking there. Uh, Nikki Dimolanta for me. Number one uh d train hey harloff thanks for allowing us the opportunity to audition for those who couldn't make the cut is there any advice on how to do better in the next audition thanks again and sorry about the giants yeah you know more than four games (laughs) it's a tough one i'm sure he'll address that more on SEN live when when the list gets announced and i do think that the minor leagues thing he talked about probably will play into that yeah uh malcolm i'm a big fan of chandra and his heel work i thought it was kayfabe to hate him but i'm realizing people genuinely think he's out of bounds i'm confused because i I thought his hero work was approved. Uh, Chairman, uh, are people taking this out of proportion? So that one, I think I, I definitely have uh, an answer for. And, and look, the truth of the matter is, uh, anytime that you have somebody come in as a heel in the movie trivia showdown, and I can speak from experience myself and ob- obviously Andrew Guy, 
there has to be a little bit of a proper edge. It has to actually exist a little bit. Otherwise it doesn't work and it doesn't last. Uh, you'll talk to many people that have t- told you one time or another, they think that John Roke is a lunatic. Some of it comes from the days that he was a heel. You'll talk to the, you'll talk to the same people that at one time didn't like Andrew Guy. People despised team action. They thought we were the worst. They thought we were bad dudes. I mean, you, I've heard some of these people say that when they met us, they were like, I was like so happy to not hate you as much as I did because I really disliked you guys. Uh, and I think that people feel that way about Chandra because there's obviously a little bit of an edge to Chandra that, that, that people dislike. But as I've said many times before, you can't have like that arrogant, I'm better than you edge. If you don't have a little bit of that arrogant, I'm better than you personality. I've said it about myself. I, I yeah. certainly don't think it's my strongest trait, but there's a reason that I play an arrogant, I'm better than you character in the Schmodown. There's obviously some, some little thread of that in my body that comes out in my worst moments. Chandra's got something that, that pushes people's buttons. It's just the truth. Uh, and, and I don't think it means that he's doing a bad job. It's he's doing a good job. It's just, that's why people are reacting the way they're reacting. I think. I, I think that, uh, Sean Drew is one of the best heels in the league. And I think that some of it just comes from, uh, you know, him having a little bit of a, a chip on the shoulder for, from, you know, the way he gets treated by some people. And so it's a matter of, so I think that it plays into it a little bit. So there's, there's, you know, a little bit of truth, but then he amplifies it. And then the reaction to it gets, you know, I feel like, uh, this is something that Christian talked about where the, the reaction to it uh, in the, in the Facebook group has been largely fine, but like they, on Reddit, people were attacking his person, his personal character. When you attack the personal character, that's what it's out of bounds because as a human being, we all think that Chandru is a, a great person, a respectful person. And if we didn't, he wouldn't be in the league. I mean, I, you speak for yourself. I can agree with you. I, I like Chandru. I don't know if you speak for everybody. Um, no shade to Chandru, but people have their own opinions, and yeah. I think that's why that's happening. What else we got, Goddard? Uh, Thor. So the Rager has been making his way around the after shows, and it seems like he has been winning people over. If either of you have checked his appearances out, what are your thoughts? Look, I just, I've seen a couple bits that he's posted. I like the Rager. He's got a good personality. He looks like he's got a lot of attitude. Uh, it's great. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think the Razor is going to sell tickets. That's what I'll say. No, the, that's the one prediction I have. I think he's going to sell tickets. Uh, Alex Q, good afternoon. How do you think war will r- ramp up faction divisions? Will we see internal conflicts like we did with the exchange last year? Yes, absolutely. No question. I, I think we'll see fewer internal con- uh, conflicts because I think that uh, the the fa- I, I would hope that the, ma- the managers learned from their mistakes last year and I think that uh, at least the best factions are going to be uh, having everybody uh, you know on the same page. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian Escalande wanted to show some support. Can't wait for season eight. Kelsey Kirkland. Here's my two dollars. Uh, TJ Langolis. Uh, two dollars to the eyebrow fund. And I will refresh on Streamlabs, but I believe that is everything. Yeah, and 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 as we get ready for this here, give me a total, Goddard, because uh, that second game I gotta be I gotta be prepared if we get to our 600. But right now, I can't believe we got to 500. That's an incredible goal. Uh, it's one of the highest totals you've ever had here on the show. People are obviously excited to see Bibiani versus the Barbarian. Can you guys hear that buzzsaw going on behind me? Is that yes, picking up? Absolutely. <laughs> It's horrific. It's the worst. And this is my this is my idiot landlord. They're like literally running a buzzsaw against a metal like a truck bed. It started at 8 a.m. this morning. I, I can't believe it. I'm just gonna have to keep muting myself when I'm not talking. I apologize to everybody listening. Uh, Nikki uh, Egglord, y'all the sweetest. Eggs for everyone. Actually, those won't travel or stay fresh, but you're all awesome. If I don't get drafted, I'll happily run a Pixar or Studio Ghibli division. 
I mean, uh, there's a lot of other fan leagues continuing to pop up and, and Nikki knows her stuff. So that'd be exciting to see. Uh, how many more we got here? Got it. Uh, last one right here. Scruffy Nerf Herder. Are these questions all going to be five pointers? <laughs> you know, uh, they're not, I have, I have a, a, a run. I have some that are totally gettable, uh, that I think I'm expecting these guys probably to go 10 for 10 on would be my guess. Um, but then again, Bibbs isn't standing and he's also not in an angle. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, but, uh, and then, and then there's five others that are a little harder. So hopefully, you know, we don't just have a 15, 15, but unfortunately there won't be an opportunity to tie break unless of course we do get to the second game and we hit our goal, our $600 goal to see these guys go head to head in the game that I would so fondly refer to as my road trip game growing up with my older brother. It's like what got me into movie trivia was like playing that game with my brother. So that'd be a lot of fun, but Right now, if we don't have any others, guys, I'm going to ask you a couple things before we bring on William the Beast Bibiani. Number one, hit thumbs up on this video. Please do it. Also, you can listen to Schmodown Backstage every single week as an audio show. You can just go listen to it. You can listen to the audio. You can get it where podcasts are available. You can get it where... Uh, you know, you can get it on, on iTunes. You can listen to it on Spotify. Anywhere you can listen to a podcast, you can listen to Schmodown backstage. So go find it, subscribe. And of course, one more time, hit that thumbs up button. Right now we bring to the show, former singles champion of the world, former teams champion of the world, one half of Shazam winner. Winner of the free-for-all? No? Finalist twice? No, he, MVP. MVP. Yeah, two-time MVP of the free-for-all. Most dominant free-for-all player of all time. William the Beast, Bibiani. For some reason, I could talk myself into the fact that there would have been another one that Bibbs had won. I feel like I just expected he, it. He would have won the horror free-for-all had he been available to participate. And I think, Bibbs, you are muted, my friend. Um, so let's unmute you and bring you on. Yeah. Thank you. Thank show. you, Barbarian. I really appreciate your, your vote of confidence. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'd think I would have won a free-for-all by now. <laughs> I'm reminded of the only good joke in that Adam Sandler movie, Jack, Jack and Jill, Jill. Yes. Where, the, where she, where she breaks nice. Al Pacino's Oscar. And yeah, she's like, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. You have another one of those. Right. And Al Pacino's like, you'd think, but no. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple other good jokes. in nope, that, That's the one. The Duncan Chino's thing. That is funny. That. that is funny as a YouTube video, but in context with the film, it's just sad. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, with that's that. fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So guys, we have hit our goal here for this first one. If in the course of the match, we do get to 600, we're just over five now. So if that is something you guys want to see this game, get in your donations now. Um, but, uh, and Goddard, I don't know what your heart out is. I didn't get to ask you, but if you got to jump, just let me know. We can, we can handle and take it over. Um, I'm going to get these guys started here. Uh, it, this is, this is a crazy rematch. Bibbs, you know, you obviously with, with one question ahead of Barbarian, were able to take the prize last year in your matchup. Um, that was a crazy matchup. That was a crazy matchup. I feel like uh, people want to see this for real, this match like in real life next year. I, I think that's the proudest uh, I've ever been of any match yeah. I've ever had. And that match is not possible unless you're playing one of the absolute best, best players in the history of the game. So I'm, I'm still the one thing I'm bummed about about the awards is that that match wasn't nominated for match of the year. I thought we both played our hearts out in that. And I thought the garage door opening alone. <laughs> Should have been, exactly. should have made it worthy of a nomination. But yeah. um, in any case, uh, it's always a pleasure. I knew a rematch uh, with the Barbarian was coming. I thought I'd had time to prepare for such a rematch, <laughs> but it turns out Ben's just like, hey, can you do like a match against the toughest, like one of the toughest opponents in the history of the Schmodown in an hour or two? And I'm like, hey, yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> the off season. Look. Yeah, but, that's what I was thinking. I mean, if I was going to get somebody to play against Barbarian, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll just ask somebody random. And I was like, no, it's got to be. 
It's got to be the real deal. If we want to well, see this. Thank well, you, and I can't wait to play. I appreciate your kind words, Biz, and I would I would second that. Uh, I, I was disappointed that our match didn't make uh, match the match of the year nominations. Uh, even though I lost it, it was my the match I'm most proud of uh, of the year. And um, uh, but the one thing I'll say is I think that just goes to show how great and competitive of a season seven we all had and we all Very put that, put on. That there were ten other matches that people thought. Uh, we're we're you know even better than that with everything that went on it was a damn good season and we should all be very proud of ourselves i think everyone here everyone here even some of the people who are off camera y'all kicked ass so uh let's enjoy some off-season uh uh unofficial play Uh, i'm enjoying having no pressure on this if the barbarian (laughs) destroys me it doesn't count all right guys are you ready are you ready to start this match Uh, that's funny the first questions are are totally reasonable and then these last questions get a lot harder uh but that's i think it's necessary do so, we get jtes uh, on this one jt you get one jte rule for the 15 total questions um and i think we're gonna get started here so for the unofficial exhibition rematch barbarian versus the beast 15 questions all right guys put who you think is gonna win in the chat let's let's see what you think we're gonna get this thing started question number one questions by the way written by jose our uh, question writer does a great job of these things question number hi one. jose Question number one, Sharon Stone plays Catherine Trammell, a crime writer, in what thriller? Look at you, Goddard. It's on camera, looking all looking all well put together and kempt. Try, I try, I try. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, pens down. Uh, Elvis, what do you got? Well, technically there are two answers, but I went with basic instinct. That, yes, that's true. That's that's a good point, actually. But I also went with Basic Instinct. I yes, that was, that was the film. Yeah, yeah, no answers in chat, guys. No answers in chat, please. Although, although well, no, she doesn't, she doesn't. Oh, oh, because you could have said Basic Instinct two. Basic Instinct two. Yeah, yeah. Although maybe that one's not a thriller. Yeah, <laughs> kind of low on thrills. Uh, all right, question number two. We got one to one. Goddard, you keep track of my points from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay, excellent. Question number two. Who directed the films Love and Death, Zelig? And Broadway, Danny Rose. Interesting question, this one. If you like this, I actually like this question. Uh, This is exactly the kind of question you want right here in the match. Uh, We're going to be counting you guys down here in five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, pens down. Bibbs, what do you got? Gross, Woody Allen. That is correct. Uh, Barbarian. I had Woody Allen. <laughs> nice work. Nice fake out. I, I think, I think you, you, you picked a couple uh, slightly less, slightly less uh, prominent Woody Allen films, but yeah, uh, that's still, a good question. Yeah. Question number three, uh, which two thousands film features gangsters named Gamble and Salvatore Moroni? I am uh, cutting words out of these questions already to make them more competitive. <laughs> Though even with the words cut out of this one, I would still know it. Um, so just, 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 just saying. Uh, count you guys down in five, four, three, two, one, and pens down, pens down. Barbarian, what do you got? Played by Michael Jai White and Eric Roberts. It was The Dark Knight. That is correct. Yeah, kudos to Nolan for giving like some actors who fell into the B movie realm like roles in one of the best movies ever. Like, 
Yeah. Fucking awesome. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Come uh, on, Ben. Already broke it today. Come on. Christian broke, broke it today, and Ben yeah, called someone a dick bag earlier, which I don't think should count. <laughs> I think dick bag is totally. Uh, that's not a swear word. That, I can get away with dick bag. I feel like that was the first time Bibiani's ever cussed ever. That's not true at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you've listened to my podcast, I curse like a sailor. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, question number four: Which actress is in the following films? The House Sisters. Wet Hot American Summer, and Baby Mama. Oh, sorry, sorry. There's there's four films listed here. Yeah, you, you made it sound like there's a movie sisters, called The House Sisters. Wet Hot American Summer, <laughs> and, the ba- and Baby Mama, which I think you I guys really the was one. I was like, I've never yeah, heard like, of The House Sisters. Yeah, <laughs> I the same thing. I was like, I've never heard of The House Sisters, but I know it from the other two. Um, Five. I was thinking it was The House Bunny, but that's a different actress. Three, yeah. two, one, pens down, pens down, Bibiani. The wonderful and talented Amy Poehler. That is correct. It would also be Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. All right, guys. Very good. Very good. So what are we 4-4 four, four right now? We are 4-4. Four, four. Yeah, I can't ask this question. It's too easy. I'm going to skip that mind. one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh. Other point and next. No. <laughs> oh, God, both of these are way too easy. I'm going to skip both of those. Uh, all right. Next question here. Bill Paxton plays a father that suffers from multiple sclerosis in his last film before his death. What is the film? Oh, this is a good question. Yeah, agreed. I'm a huge Paxton fan. Gigantic. Same. One of my all one of my all timers. His speech in uh, in Edge of Tomorrow, legendary. I feel like it should be quoted more often. I don't have my whiteboard on me, but I would answer. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna count you guys down here in five, four, three, two, one. Pens down. Pens down. All right. Did they pull it out of a hat, Elvis? What do you got? Let me say it if no one gets it. All right. I did not get it. I put Serenity, which is a McConaughey thing, but that's that not is true. Answer. Yep. Uh, and Bibiani? I, put, I put Frailty too. Uh, <laughs> that's why I went with Serenity because McConaughey and Paxton. What's yeah. the we both miss there? it here. I see that Dwayne has the circle written, which is it impressive. is the circle. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was in that. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I don't I, know I, that I pull this. I, I bought yeah. that movie, but I haven't watched it yet. So yeah, James don't, Consult. I always don't. have to get around to it. It's but, bad. But I, <laughs> I, you don't, Emma Watson, Tom Hanks, and John Boyega. Is that correct? When you're a film <laughs> critic, you don't get to choose yeah. what to see based on whether or not you've heard it's bad. You just have to see it. So right, 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 right. Okay, well that was a tough one, but you guys obviously yeah. both, uh, you guys, you both missed it. So uh, question number six, uh, we're still tied four four right now. In what year was Catch Me If You Can released? You didn't mark this one as too easy? I mean, to me, this is quite easy, but uh, movie release dates tend to be up and down for people. That's why it's a great category. That's why it's a favorite of mine. And I'm going to count you guys down in five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, pens down. The Beast, what do you got? 2003. That is incorrect. Well, I know what's put on the wheel against Bibbs. It was 2002. <laughs> <laughs> Just off by a year. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So... Walk had lost to Chris Cooper at the Oscars that year. Yep. Oh, yep. yeah. 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 Barbarian. It barely goes up by one point here. Next question in the round For what film has Kate Winslet received her most recent Oscar nomination? Be honest, Goddard. Do you know this one offhand? Just right off, right off the bat. I think I could get it. I was gonna bring up a movie if anybody had seen it, but I don't think it is the answer. But I don't, I don't want to Paul Rudd this thing again. Three, <laughs> don't Paul yeah. Rudd this. JT, two, JT, 
Yep, you got it. You got it. A Barbarian using his first JTE here. For what film has Kate Winslet received her most recent Oscar nomination? See the wheels turning. The uh, two players, two yeah, titans of movie trivia, hard at work. The strokes Can't have become slower on here. Elvis, so you know he's deep in thought. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys down here in five, four, three, two, one? Pens down, pens down. I'm going to start with you, Barbarian. So I know she was nominated for this. I can't think of anything more recent. Steve Jobs. That is correct. Bibiani. She was nominated lit, but she did not win, Slid. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Okay. It stays God, close. It stays was, close. It, it's tied up with that pun. Thank you. That counts, right? <laughs> that, that is a, that that counts, is a right? point right yeah, there. The <laughs> this is exhibition. So, I make the rules here. So we have asked seven you, questions so far, and the score is 6-5 currently in favor of Barbarian. Five. Is that correct? Should be 6-6, six, okay. six, but 6-5. Six, mm. Yeah. Question, in my heart, it's 6-6 six, six for that pun, Bibbs. Question you. number eight. Who directed the film Young Adult? I believe at one time, this was a five-point question in the Schmodown. And That's ridiculous. Be completely honest with you, the film in question on this question is not a movie I just asked about. I just changed it. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down. The film written here is Juno, which is way too easy. Uh, starting with you, uh, starting with you, Bibiani. Uh, Jason Wrongman? No, Jason Wrightman. Very good. Very good. Barbarian? I, I assumed you were going to say it was thank you for smoking because of the poster directly behind me. Yes, it was Jason Wrightman. Yes. Okay. Very good. So we, we continue here. Uh, that was the, that was the ninth question in round number one, which means uh, we have one more question here before we get to the, the set of five tough ones, close match, close match. Uh, all right. Last question here in the first set, you will find the town of green Hills, Montana and an owl named Longclaw in what 2020 film? Remember, Bibiani still has his one repeat left here, guys. Thank you so much for getting us that goal, by the way, everybody. We, That's awesome. you know, breaking $500 on here to see this match is, is absolutely excellent. Very, 2020 very films, those exist? Five? <laughs> yeah, I feel like four, that's... Three, two, I hate this category. One, pens down, pens down. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Canada Barbarian. Rocks donated $20. Great to see both Bibs and Craig anytime. Here is 20 bucks because Bibbs swore this suggests another use for his lovely soaps. <laughs> there we go. Son Sonic the Hedgehog is the answer. Oh, that is correct. There's an owl in that movie? I don't remember an owl. In the I very, don't remember. very beginning, in the prologue, the owl very is beginning. like the father or the mother. Oh, I, think. Oh, oh, I saw that movie. I don't remember that owl at all. Okay, I'm the same as you, Bibbs. It's like the first five minutes. That's what threw me. I didn't, I didn't have it. I didn't have you it. And I were in the just same... by the town name, I would have known it, but I didn't. You and I were in the same screening there, Bibbs, and uh, I also did not remember Longclaw, so uh, you're not alone. Yeah. Um, all right, right, guys, that's our first set here. So the first 10 questions before we get to the harder ones. Uh, talk to me, Goddard. What's our score? Uh, eight to six. Eight to six. A commanding lead from Barbarian. Oh, wait. No, we, I only missed one, right? Did we miss you're sure it's not 10? You're sure it's not, uh, or sorry, nine? There was one nine, he, didn't, seven? he didn't answer, and then uh, we missed Bill Paxton. We didn't we get that. Paxton, yeah. And then... Have we asked 10 questions? Maybe we only asked nine questions. I think you I think only, only asked, asked nine questions, think, Ben. Remember, you, you were skipping some questions here and there. Instinct. A few. Basic Instinct, Woody Allen, Dark Knight, Amy Poehler, The Circle, 2002, Steve Jobs, Jason Reitman, and then 
That's oh, you're right. Sonic. That's okay, nine. there's nine. Okay. Okay, you're right. You're right. There's one more question for me to ask here. Don't ever question uh, Before we get again. to the harder ones. <laughs> ever. Uh, all right. Um, here we go. The last question I will ask in round one here. Uh, in Sausage Party, Seth Rogen voices Frank the Sausage. Who voices his love interest, Brenda the Hot Dog Bun? Brenda the Hot Dog Bun. All right. Very good. Very good. Thank you so much for that donation. I think we're up to five, 521 maybe. Um, count you guys down in five. Four, three, two, one. Pens down, pens down. Pens down. Looks, down. Uh, looks confident here. I think I yeah. know. Is, is it Kristen Wiig? It is Kristen Wiig. That is correct. Barbarian. Kristen Wiig. Look at that. He pulls it off. Okay. So I so had to a write nine. a little bit after the time. Oh, Bibbs is pissed. He's gonna, Bibbs is fi- He's fired up. I was gonna up. draw Look. a picture of a. I was gonna draw a picture of a bun. That's all that was. Okay. Bibbs is going. This is this is Bibbs's heel turn. We're watching it. We're watching this <laughs> yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally gonna do that again. Yeah. <laughs> all That's right, guys. Uh, there are five questions left. Bibiani still has his repeat the question, I believe. Yep. Um, Barbarian yes. has used his. So we're gonna get into the more difficult set of questions here. I'm excited to see uh, you guys fumble through this, but uh, you'll probably get some of these right. I would think. You're pretty good players. So um, yeah. <laughs> we're going to start off question, question 11 here. Question 11. What 2003 horror film involves an elderly widow known as Matilda Dixon, also known as the tooth fairy and stars Emily Browning and Emma Caulfield. Glad I'm not playing in the set of five difficult questions here. <laughs> If you said hard question, category horror, I'd be like, yeah, let's just move on from this one for me. Uh, we're going to count you guys down here in five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, pens down. Does Bibbs catch up in his specialty category here? Bibbs, what do you got? Uh, darkness Falls. That is correct. Barbarian. I did not have it. I said, oh, yeah, I really oh. should have been in that free for all. That's all you- I'm going to say. Yeah, no, catches back up to he's now within one point of the barbarian barbarian up nine eight with four questions remaining question number two in the set what is the first film in the alien predator franchise that shows the predator's home world oh i'll tell you what uh this is a category that has been rumored to be uh possibly in the new inner geekdom people have talked about this as something they'd like to see so it does make you wonder does make you wonder if I'd like to see us answer questions try studying for them five four three two uh repeat the question, repeat the question. oh bibs using his repeat uh what is the first film in the alien predator franchises that show the predator's home world do you like these movies ben well predator the original predator is maybe my favorite one of my 15 favorite movies of all time. Uh, and I do love obviously the first two alien films a lot. Uh, after that, I think it's a little bit of a toss up five. I'm a big four, fan of predators. Three. Eh, predators is two, underrated one. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, pens down, pens down, pens down barbarian. What do you got? So I went with predators, but I don't know if this is correct. That is incorrect. Does Bibiani pull it off here? Alien versus predator requiem. 
That is correct. That is Holy correct. smokes. Bibiani is pulling off the comeback. Barbarian uh, is shaking pee, pee, in his pee, boots. Pee, pee. Oh, my God, guys. I, I, don't I know. Predators, and then it was like, wait a minute. That's not the Predator homeworld. Yeah, I know. I yeah. was like, that wasn't the pre- I, I thought that yeah. wasn't the Predator homeworld. It was yeah. like the, the wow. staging planet, but I was like, yeah. maybe it was an area of the. Ah. So that's a good question. That's a game planet. I haven't seen AVP Requiem yet. Oh, here's the deal. Even when you watch AVP Requiem, you're not watching it. It's one of the most dimly lit movies ever filmed. All right. All right, guys. So here's the deal. Here's here's where we stand. There's three questions left, audience. We are at 521 in donations. If we get to the point that it's tied at the end of these three questions, the only way we could have a tiebreaker is if we hit that goal and we did the other game. Otherwise, it's going to end a tie. But these guys have three questions left to separate from the pack. But right now it's tied. We have three questions left. Here we go. Question number three in the final set. In what comedy do Seth Rogen and James Franco go by names Aardvark and Dung Beetle? I also have a fun five-pointer off the top of my head. We'll see, man. I don't know. We, uh, we have a pretty accomplished question writer, Goddard. It's rocket science, you know? Just kidding. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down. Bibiani looks concerned. What is it? What do you got? A bit of a guess here. The interview. That is correct. I was hoping, I'd pull, ahead of, I was hoping I'd pull ahead of him because he looks confused. Good He's poll, the- gentlemen. Yeah. Okay. Those wow. are like their code names of the CIA, right? That's what no, I think they give themselves those names. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, here we go. Here we go. Uh, two questions left. In Borat, according to the Kazakhstan national anthem, what is the country's number one export? Oh, this is a oh. that's a good question because it's said so many times in the movie. Uh, wow, wow, guys! While you're watching this, hit that thumbs up button on the video. Let's get these. Let's get the likes on this video well over 300. Oh, we're at 327. Let's get to 400 then. There's 500 of you watching. Hit that button. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. And in five. Four. No answers in the chat. Three, two, one. Pens down. Pens down. Barbarian. I don't believe this is right. I just put yaks milk. That's a good guess, though. Uh, Viviani. I don't have it. Wow. One question left. One question <laughs> left to break the tie with these two maniacs. Holy, Dwayne, holy. What was Dwayne, it? Is Dwayne right there? Potassium. Ah, Dwayne got it. Yes. Dwayne's cleaning up over here today. He's doing doing real good. Oh my god! Are you in the draft, Dwayne? Yeah. No, I am not. That's not a manager. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a minor league manager. I think. I think he'd be a great manager if you played and got the experience on that level. (laughs) You should start out that way. All right, moving on. Here we go. Last question, guys. This is it. This is this is the question to break the tie. Wow. Question number fifteen. In what installment of the Saw franchise? Will you find the trap known as the rack that rotates your limb limbs 360 degrees? I'm going to reread that once because I stumbled over the words. In what installment of the Saw franchise will you find the trap known as the rack that rotates your limbs 360 degrees? Oh, I actually know this one. Wow. So, wow. If these guys, if one of these guys misses, it's over. If they both miss, it's a tie. If they both get it, it's a tie. I don't know. If we don't hit that goal, it's just going to have to stay a tie. So that's that's what it's going to be. Uh, unbelievable stuff. I'm going to count you guys down here in five, four, three, two, 
one. Pens down, Bibiani. Pens down. Jeez, uh, Elvis, what do you got? It's a, it's a total guess because I've only seen the first one, but I said Saw 4. And Bibiani? I had Saw 6. And we go to Sudden Death! Oh, what oh. was it? It's Saw 3. Wow. Oh. Ah. Uh, those, all right, those guys. Those movies are designed to all blend together. They're yep. literally most of them taking place at the same time. The first, one is, such is really, the first one is really good, though. Okay, like so this is, them, this is where we're at now, guys. It's 2.36. Uh, Goddard, confirm for me that we're not higher than I thought because we're currently, I think, at 5.21. Yeah, um, we're, we're under 600 for sure. Yeah, so the only way to get this going to have a tiebreaker. Oh, I know someone just donated $80. Oh, my God. Wow, wow thank you. Who donated 80 bucks? Who was it? Uh, Jma 80 Jma wow. 80 with the $80 donation. We're up to 600 on the day today. That's which amazing. Means- How much of that do I get? Yeah, right, exactly. We all asked that question. Um, so, uh, I, I was like, that question. <laughs> uh, it's above my pay grade. It's uh, what's the what's the line from the Apparently movie? It's entirely it? above my so, pay grade. I know there's no Black? challenges, is, is it G- but G13 classified, what's that from? No, oh, is what that is like a, that from? It's G13 classified. Is that like spy? That's uh, like, from Spy, it, the Owen Wilson, uh, yeah, I right? Spy. That's, that's, that's I, what I, I, I spy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, guys, so. We hit our $600 goal. It's now 237. I hope this doesn't go for like an hour, but this is how this game is going to work. I have a timer here in front of me. I have a timer here in front of me, and I am going to be resetting every 20 seconds. All right? Now, you can say it faster than 20 seconds if you want, but I'm going to name an actor or an actress with a prominent filmography right now. Films have to have a theatrical release, and each of you can go back. You can say sequels if you want. Voices and animated films count. Even non-speaking cameos, if somebody, for instance, if the film was The Player, which is one that shows up often, you could throw somebody in who shows up in The Player for a minute. But it has to Um, be a performance. They can't, like, produce, write, direct. No, no, they have to be in the film. They have to be on screen in the movie. That's fair. Um, They have to be on screen in the movie. And it's going to be 20 seconds to reset. So as the strategy goes, save your obscure ones for the end. Knock out the ones you think your opponent has. This is how we're going to do it. This is the road trip game I played with my brother as a kid. I'm so excited. Um... (laughs) All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say. Who do I want to see on this one? I'm gonna say. Let's go with one of my favorites, TC Legend himself. We're gonna go Tom Cruise. Hands up! I knew Hands it. Up. I actually knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> Hands up! Uh, you know, obviously, I'm not, you guys are gonna cheat. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with Bibiana here, Bibs. Okay, I'll go Mission Impossible. Okay. Barbarian? Mission Impossible Two. Mission okay. Impossible Three. Okay. <laughs> Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Mission Impossible it's... Rogue Nation. Um, oh, God. What was that? It's so totally... <laughs> have I won already? Oh, my God. No, 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 no. no. I'm just trying to. <laughs> How long do they have? 20, they have uh, right now, he's got, about, he's got about 10 seconds left. All right. It's uh, Mission Impossible uh, Fallout? Five. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Days of Thunder. Okay. Top Gun. Okay. Okay, Magnolia. Baron. Far and away. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Born on the 4th of July. Eyes Wide Shut. Tropic Thunder. Okay. Um, Edge of Tomorrow. Valkyrie. Trying to put the pressure on Barbarian. He's trying to keep keep him on the ropes. I like it. It's a good strategy. 
15 seconds, Barbarian. Jack Reacher. Okay, here we go. Uh, night and day. Jack Reacher, never go back. He missed his opportunity <laughs> for the sequel. 20 seconds here for, Barbara, for, for Bibiani. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, risky business. Nice, good choice. 20 seconds, Barbarian. I have one they haven't said yet. Uh, yeah. I, well, I got, I got a couple. I'm just trying to... He's trying to be strategic. I mean, you remember, yeah. if you use your full 20 seconds, the, you know, you... Yeah, the mummy. Okay, Barbarian. Okay, legend. Uh, very good. 20 seconds. The firm. Nice. Okay. Tightrope battle here. All Brings the right moves. Team. Nice work. Cocktail. Okay. Okay, endless love. He goes with endless love now? That's a huge pull. It's too early for endless love. <laughs> 16 seconds. <laughs> 10 seconds. Oblivion. Oh, no. Okay, oh. nice. Nice pull. Uh-huh. Good pull. Viviani. Good pull. Back Good pull. to Viviani. Vanilla Sky. Oh! How does he say endless love before Vanilla Sky? Crazy. 15 seconds. 10. Five, four, the outsiders. Oh, he still had one in his pocket. He's just trying to play, still yeah. play the clock. Jerry Maguire. Back to Barbarian here. 15 seconds. 10. He doesn't want to use it, but he's going to have to. Five, four, three, two. One nah, game exactly. over. Wow. Elvis, you filmed me. <laughs> Sorry, listen. no. Bibiani barely oh, gets God. there on the technicality game on the six hundred dollar day. Unbelievable stuff, I guys. Bet, oh, I only I can only beat him on a technicality. That's the only rule. I can only beat him just a little. That was impressive. That was that was that was a lot of fun. We'll have to implement this one more, guys. The uh, the interview with the vampire Mm -hmm. cocktail, gold members, my favorite cocktail. Cocktail cocktail was said. I had had on the back burner lions for lambs collateral minority report war of the world. Yeah, see, oh my god, don't forget forget losing it. Uh, American. Anyone say color of money? Not yet. No. American. American. Rain man was still in there. American made. American made. Yeah. Rain man. I'd actually. Rain man. Rain man hadn't occurred to me yet. Yeah. Rock of Ages was still in there. No one said. Oh, see, there were so there were so many. There were so many. Would Top Gun Maverick have counted? No. Not yet. No, it hasn't out yet. It's not. For all we know, it'll never come out. With a 20-second right. clock, it's, it's, it's difficult to cover the full thing. You have to work pretty fast. But anyway, guys, we're over time now. Um, Bibiani, thank you so much for making time for this. Uh, Barbarian, thank thanks for coming on the show. Guys, I can't wait to see what happens in, in free agency this season with the draft. Uh, leave your comments here on the video. Did you guys like this final game that we played? Is this something you'd want to see more of? Uh, when this episode is over, wait for it to refresh, and then just leave a comment in the comments. Comments are great. They make these videos do very, very well. So thanks for watching the show. Hit that thumbs up before you get out of here. Go to patreon.com schmodown. Become a patron today three pay-per-views a month next season it's going to be crazy as shazam works to try to take back that title and barbarian does what barbarian does and he ends up where he ends up um but thank you guys all for watching the show as always and uh, the two of you thanks for being for being rock stars big salute thanks barbarian thanks ben have you made the switch to nick's 
Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. 